It's time. It's time. It's time to wake up. DJ Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. <laughs> the voice of the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in. This is one of my favorite shows to do just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're, you know, they're listening to The Breakfast, the Breakfast Club. Club. Get your ass up. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Hello, who's this? What's up, Envy? It's Courtney from Atlanta. What's up, brother? What's up, Charla? Peace, King. Get it off your I, chest. Man, I want to get it off my chest, man. I'm sick of the Facebook prize, the Instagram idiot, the Twitter thugs. Man, you can't post your opinion without somebody trying to counsel you or the negativity. Like, I'm just over it. Um, people be asking me, they be like, why won't you get off? But it's like, it's addicting, man. I'm a nerd, so it's kind of hard to, like, come home from a stressful day of work and, like, find something to do. So you, you scroll through social media, but all it is is negativity, man. Uncle Charlotte, send me a book, doctor. I will. I'm going to send you um The Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health by Dr. Rita Walker. I'll send you Anita Kopak, Shallow Waters. I'll send you Tamika Mallory, State of Emergency. And I disagree hey, with play, you. No, I'm serious. Don't I'm going to send it to you. I'm going to put you on hold. And I was going to tell you that. Read a book, man. Like, we got to stop being in abusive relationships with our smartphones. Because that's what it is. We're literally in abusive Fact. relationships with our smartphones and social media. We don't need it. Facts. 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 If I can find a way to like get off, like I will be off forever, like forever. Just find something else that you're interested in. Like Charlemagne said, maybe it's a book. Maybe it's you know, maybe it's on your phone, but googling things that interest you. You know there what I mean? Go. Whether you're into you know real estate or you into cars or you're into clothes, true, true. just get into something that you're true. into. You know what I mean? And, and look those things up. Like a lot of times That's when right. I'm on a plane or I'm in the airport, I just look up houses in different markets because I just like I, I like looking at homes. You know, just just whether I could afford them or not. That's just something. That interests me, and it is a lot of productive yeah, stuff you can watch online. You just got to curate. You got to curate what you're feeding into your mind. That's all. But hold on, I speak. I got address. your books right here in my hand. Look, I see him. Hello, who's this? Envy, Envy, Breakfast Club. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? What's hey. up? Get it off your chest, bro. Hey, man. I just want to give a big thanks to you, Envy, man. I'm a, I'm a new listener. Uh, I've probably been listening for about a year. Uh, my girl put me on game with you guys. I used to think she was a clown listening to y'all. Whoa. Charlamagne yeah. was a clown back in the day. Uh, but I never actually listened to your guys' show. And so when I actually listened, I was like, you know what? These people are they're good people. You guys you guys know what you're doing, and I, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. And Envy, um, I heard you talking about the credit due the while back. And at that time, I was trying to get everything fixed, man. And I finally hit him up, and he got my stuff straight. Oh, he got your credit right. myself a new truck. Yeah, he got my credit right, man. They got my credit right. I'm still working on it, still trying to get up to that, those eights, man. But they got me into the sevens. Okay. I was in the fives, and they, they got me all the way up, man. I just bought myself a new truck. I'm a truck driver out here. I work for FedEx. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed and highly favored. How long Thank did it take? So Congratulations, How bro. long did it take? Uh, it took, took about... Eight to nine months, man. Uh, I had I had some serious stuff on there that they got off pretty quick for me. Okay. Um, I was really surprised how fast they did it, you know, because it was kind of a slow process in the beginning. But you know, as I kept checking and I, you know, did the programs they were talking about, it was just yeah, it just shot up instantly. Okay. Well, thank you, brother. 
Yeah, and let people know, man, you know, it's never too late to do what you need to do, man. I was a felon. I'm 33 years old. I was getting curved from every job I tried to get. End up just grabbing, getting my CDL, getting the Class A, and... I'm loving life right now. All right. Yeah, I think the credit dude, I think I'm gonna, uh, he's going to come up here this week, and I think what we're going to do is we're going to fix, I think, like maybe 20, 30 people's credit just to, just on the strength, just to help people out. I've been recommending him to everybody I know, man, because he works wonders. You guys work wonders. Thank you so much. Yeah, nah, I, he helped me out so many times. And people don't, like, I've met him because he actually helped me fix my credit. I had something effed up on my credit, and he helped me, and then uh, we just became good friends. Hello, who's this? Jessica from Virginia. Hey, Jessica from VA. What part of VA? I'm in Arlington. Okay, get it off your chest. I'm like right outside of DC. Okay, get it off your chest. So I am actually blessed, but I'm a little sad because I listen to you guys every morning live on my way to work. And basically, I told you guys how I shot my shot at Dramos. We shot it down. I found a black king. Hey, congratulations. Moving to Seattle to be with my black king. So I'm really excited. Nice. Congratulations, Mama. Yes, I'm very excited. But I just wanted to tell you guys thank you so, so, so much for everything you do for the community and and, um, the people that you guys bring on as far as like information and stuff like that. You guys are more appreciated than you think and you know. So I just wanted to say thank you. Oh, appreciate you. You got to listen to us on the app now. Yeah, I listen to iHeart if I do miss it in the morning. So I'm just going to stick to iHeart. Okay. Well, thank you, Mama. And you have a a great trip and be safe out there. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Charlamagne. Can I get a signed copy of Black Privilege, please? Absolutely. That's easy. Let me put you on hold. I'm going to get your address. Don't hold, Don't hang up, all, all right? right? Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Destiny with an eye from the 843. 843, what's hey, happening, Destiny? Get it off your chest, mama. I just wanted to call and say that I am blessed and highly favored. Nope, you blessed um, black and highly favored. You're right about that. Um, I just hit 30 this year and really starting to see what Mary J. Blige and, and you know, Jabu were talking about in that song, Rainy Days. And mm-hmm. even on the rainy days, I walk out the house with a smile on my face, and I know that God's got. There you um, go. Thank you. And Charlotte, you need to chill sometimes, man. Nope. We love you, but you need to chill sometimes, off of Charlotte. So why would I listen? To, why, why, why would I chill then? I'm gonna always be me. I- and, and, and the, this, you know how you said when you leave the house, it's going to be those rainy days? One thing about me, I'm going to always be me. The so-called good, so-called bad, so-called ugly every day. Well, I'll definitely tune in to watch you tonight at 10. Hey, there you go. The God's Honest Truth on Comedy Central. Well, thank you, Mom. You have a great weekend. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Mo. Mo, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Yeah. Hey, I just want to shout out my queen's uh, Instagram page real quick. It's Avion's Creation. A-U-D-I-A-N-C-E creation. She's a, a Detroit-based photographer. The best in Detroit, man. I swear, anything you need, you got it. Uh, Angela Yee, I just want to ask for a quick favor if possible. Okay. We come, we coming up on a year, and she's a big fan. And I just wanted to know if you had any, like, available time. Can you, like, do 
a photo shoot with her or something, you know what I'm saying? Like, just as a, a gift from me to her, you know what I'm saying? If possible, if not. When I'm in Detroit? Yeah, when they, whenever you're in Detroit, if you have time. Okay, yeah, that I could use that too. That'd be nice. Yeah, for sure. And uh, also, I just want to uh, thank God my grandma just came home from having COVID. So just came oh, wow. Back from the hospital, so, you know what I mean? Oh, that's a blessing. All right, brother. All right. Have a good weekend. Love his girl. Get it I off your it. chest. What you say? I said he love his girl. I love to see it. Absolutely. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake that ass up. In the morning. Check out this Breakfast Club Rewind. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. That's right. Pooh Shiesty. Big brr. Big brr. <laughs> So you got a new project out today called Shiesty Season. This your, this your first project, right? For sure, my first one ever. Now, what is this? Is this a mixtape? Is this an album? Is this an EP? Come close what, to the mic. Close it? to the mic. It's a mixtape. Mixtape. Yeah. Now, for people that don't know you from Memphis. Yeah, South Memphis. For and sure. you signed with Gucci. Wop, big wop. Now, how did that How did that come about? Man, uh, me in the bed, my middle of the night, one day, he takes me on Instagram. Did you believe it or believe. did you think it was, was, was a lie? I couldn't believe this how old were you then? Because you're only 20 now, right? I'm 21 now. I'm okay. 20. Okay, okay. Oh, that was last year? Yeah. So he just sent you a DM? Yeah, he texted me. He said, what's up, home? I couldn't believe it. I grabbed my phone, get up. I pushed somebody up on me. I said, hold on, hell no, this shit ain't real. Text him back. I say, what chopping? He texted back. Right then and there, like, he, he was on it. He waiting on me to text back. He was like, I'm fucking with your mirrors, home. Who you doing this shit with? No, I put my clothes on, shoot to the... Shoot the pops out. Then my manager, I wake his ass. I said, mm -hmm. wake up, bro, look. I showed him, he couldn't believe he get the sweat. Right then and there, though, while I'm showing him, he text back. He said, did my number FaceTime me? I FaceTime him right there. We was on FaceTime for like six hours. Why? It was already like three in the morning, though. He just mm -hmm. sitting up, he just on FaceTime. Before so, we continue that story, whoever that woman was in the bed with you gonna be mad that you just referred to her as a somebody. You I said you that pushed that, that, push that somebody. I ain't that was you know, Now, would you be in from Memphis, uh, did did Dolph or or Gotti reach out since since they both from, from the same areas or, or? Yeah, for but, sure. But you never wanted to sign with them or they just never offered a deal or it just wasn't the right situation? Like, I ain't gonna lie, I ain't never wanted to sign a nobody. It's mm -hmm. just my mentality. Mm -hmm. And you know, in the city, it's like you got to sign to either one of them. Mm -hmm. You got to be paper out of CMG. But So before WAP come, came out, I'm still Chopper Gang. This is my label. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be like, why you can't be signed to Chopper Gang, CMG, or paper out? Then WAP came, boom, perfect sense, you know? Gotcha. I always wonder how Gucci Man discovers talent. Like, what did he hear? What did he hear of yours? This a genius. He a yeah. genius. But I'm going to tell you what song he heard for sure. Mind Slime. Mind mm -hmm. yep. mm -hmm. Slime did it for him, and that was the only song he heard. He was like, oh, yeah, I need home ASAP. Mm -hmm. heard that so when did Slime. you finally meet him in person? Did you, did, you, did you fly to Atlanta, or did he come out to Memphis? or We flew to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. yep. It was like I got signed during COVID, so everything locked down and shut down, and everything over, over the phone. See, I did, you did the deal over the phone, didn't meet him in person? No, no. Nah, nah, that's crazy. No, nah, nah, I ain't do the deal and stuff over the phone. Yeah. Oh. Like, I was signed a week before I had to pop out like with it. Mm -hmm. So I had to hold it in. It's hard. It's a walk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I still probably told some folks, like my <laughs> mama or something, though. Mm -hmm. 
Well, she gonna tell the whole city. Gotcha. A lot of folks nowadays want to stay indie. What yeah. made you say, you know what? Now nah, I'm gonna do the 1017 Atlantic thing. Man, perfect sense, and then they ain't come at me on no BS, and and you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So when they did that, and I found out like everything genuine, what really want to see me win? It, come on, man. When did you realize that it was taking off when your popularity, before you did the deal with WAP, when did you realize it was taking off? Was it one day you walking in the mall and people be like, yo, I know who you are, or was it your mama heard the record one time? And when did you realize, like, yo? It was like, out of her, out of her? Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, my first song, see, it started off from a verse. I did my first verse on the, on Breaking News with me and the gang, Chopper Gang. Mm-hmm. The verse on there went viral. They were like, who is this dude? It was like, I couldn't like step out the gate or nothing no more. Four Ryan pay all this, this pool shot. Like, it was real then, but when I knew it took off, when it hit the radio, so. I got put on you from God Up, cause I was listening to the new title playlist. Yeah. And that God Up so hard. So I just went down this pool shiesty rabbit hole and I'm just like, man, this dude is dope. And then it started so, dawning on me, oh, he with Gucci. So then it started to make sense. You, you used to play ball or something? I know how. You know how? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm one of them, one of them players the coach mess with, but can't make the team. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was Charlamagne. That was yeah. Charlamagne. Like that... I, he'll use me for practice, get in there, show him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They need an extra man, but I ain't even on the team or nothing. What was Key it? Cause to the locker room. Because <laughs> of behavior or something? Behavior. Yeah. Couldn't get no physical or something. Like, yeah. But got the talent for sure. That's how it was with me. I used to want to play sports, but I couldn't. I was always suspended and all yeah. types of stupid shit. And I seen when you opposed uh, me, though, like, I was like, ah, oh, this big. I don't like nobody. <laughs> <laughs> the Breakfast Club. If you missed The Breakfast Club, you don't come from my world. It's dangerous. Check out this rewind. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy, and we got my man Pooh Shiesty here. Pooh Shiesty is a new artist out of Memphis. He signed to 1017 Atlantic Records. He's got a project out right now called Shiesty Season. Envy, you got a question? Are you still in Memphis or you decided to move to Atlanta? Because I see Atlanta is everything. Atlanta is open. Atlanta is, is the music scene. You, you running in the artist in the, the studio? A- huh? Yeah, for sure. I'm in the A move for sure, but I'll be wherever I feel like I'll go to the M too. You feel like Memphis is as, as united as it should be? Mm-mm. At all. I yeah. know, man. Memphis ain't like, for United, you can use Atlanta, for example. But mm-hmm. Memphis now won't see nobody win. They're going to pull you down some type of way. Try to attempt something on you. Try to take something from you. They just miss it. Like, they hate. So because of that, why not just stay out the city for a while? It be how they feel the other folks. I ain't gonna do me like that. Mm-hmm. It's up to me now. Like, it's in my hand. I can sh- bring, make it like Atlanta now. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I could be the big brother, start showing love, putting niggas on it. It's like if, if, if Memphis was united, y'all would easily be that next city from the South with all the talent coming from there. Too much talent. Too much talent. So, so what do you think it is? The OGs didn't embrace the youngsters. What was it? I don't, I don't get it. It be there, like folks be having their feeling. They don't want nobody past them or something. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Like long as you know what I'm saying, pay your homage and do right. Keep it. You know what I'm saying. Keep it the chill. Like I don't respect none of this sucker stuff. Nigga. Now, is it more dangerous to be a rapper or a street pool shiesty? These last two years, rappers. Dang. Last two years. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna lie, last couple years. They've been going at the rapper. Is it because the money makes you a target? The fame? What it's is like it? the streets, the rap now. Man, these folks on the internet, they gonna do the police job. So, right. If it wasn't for rap, what you think you'd be into? Legal. I'd be put up somewhere. Huh? 
I wouldn't even be here if it weren't for rap, for sure. Yeah. How proud right. is your mom right now, though, seeing everything that you've been through, man? She my number one. She very proud. Big shout out to mom, dude. I wish she could have been here. She love you, too. Been watching you here. <laughs> tell her, That's I, how I know about you through my mom. Oh, man. That's tell her I appreciate that. Yeah, See, now I feel like an old ass uncle for real now. Oh, yeah, old ass uncle. Coming in with a ski mask on, talking about better. <laughs> Now, you know, also, you know, better. You can't slide with that, bro. Why? You said better. It's brr. 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 Yeah. We brr. old, man. We don't know. <laughs> I'm going to get y'all right. I got to get y'all right. Now, also, with um, what's the first thing you bought when you made money? What's the first thing you bought your mama? No, I bought my mama a car first off. What kind of car? Phantom. A Phantom? A Infinity. Oh, Infinity. Mm -hmm. No, nah, this is the first one. Mm -hmm. No, she's going to do it big, but. I had to get her something in some ASAP. And what's the first thing you bought yourself? Your biggest man. purchase so far? Ben's truck. Ben's truck. Man, you got to buy a churches, man. Yeah. You got to. Yeah, I got to. ASAP. Franchise your own churches. That would be dope. Pooh Shiesty on some churches? It's lit. Because it all, all churches need is a rebrand. They might need to reach out after this. It. They going to see this. <laughs> and churches keep it. I be saying churches come in on folks stuff in there. Mm -hmm. Churches tap in. Big shots. Let's go. You going to shoot the video? At, at a churches with my shirt off <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah. well Pooh Shice we appreciate you for joining 100%, us 100% man sure. and we nah. promised we were going to bring a lot of new artists up in here new artists that are moving the culture and when this 50 year old man came in here with a ski mask on pointing his finger guns at me we was like it's time yeah it means something yeah cause we I mean listen we've been doing this for a while 10 years and like we've seen a lot of like we saw the Migos early on mm -hmm. we saw mm -hmm. Lil Baby early on and I've I feel like you got that same thing. Absolutely. You know so, what I mean? I appreciate it. I'm like, I, 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 I think Pooh Shiesty is going to be a star star. And you see it. Like, when you felt it, you see it off top. You ain't hold it in. You know what I'm saying? Nah, for what? Do not suck. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And tell, tell your mom I said peace. We appreciate it. What's her name? Miss Gladys. Miss Gladys. Yeah. Peace, Miss Gladys. All right. For sure. Well, it's Pooh Shiesty now. Now, Pooh, you know, we ain't come up here. Like, we don't, we've been at home, so we came up here for you now. We yeah. want you to know that. So, you know, it's it's serious, man. It's we wish serious. you the best of luck, and hopefully, we'll see you again up here. Most there. All right, it's Pooh Shiesty. It's the Brr. Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wait, wait, wake up, wake up. Yeah, wake up. You're checking out the Breakfast Club. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy here. It's all fun and games till so someone screenshots your message. Say goodbye to morning after guilt with that chat. This new encrypted social platform can help you stay truly private. No screenshots, recordings, or leaked messages. Get Dad Chat for iPhone and Android at the App Store or find it at datchat.com forward slash envy. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, uh, if you just joined us, Charlemagne came to work this morning. A little... Um, under the influence. Uh, yeah, under the influence. Under the influence of country rap tunes, okay? Uh, I deserve to be in Breakfast Club court this morning. I feel stupid. I've been in here uh, gangbanging on the radio, and I just feel like I'm too old to still be influenced by music. It I promise you, it literally was the New South playlist on title. Listening to stuff like Key Glock off the porch and my man Lil Boss, I know it, and you know, uh, a Pooh Shiesty guard up. It really, 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 really took me to a place that I absolutely enjoy. Yeah, so so we're asking, is Charlemagne, are we all too old to be uh, influenced by music right now? I don't think so, bro. 
You know what I'm saying? I really don't. And I have no reason for saying that other than I just really enjoy it. Are we going through a midlife crisis? I don't think so. You still have, you, you know, it, like Charlamagne, you have a ski mask on. Yo, drinking, drinking Starbucks. Like, what is that? It's called balance. Is that a, boo, a bougie gangster? Like, what it's are called, you? It's called balance. Balance. You think gangbangers don't need caffeine? I don't know. You need energy to do a drive-by or two. <laughs> okay. You think I just put money on people's head without, uh, you know, a little latte? Okay. <laughs> Hello, who's this? This is Regina. Hey, Regina. You know, you know, your boy's up here with a ski mask on drinking a latte. I love it. With I a pinky in the air. It. It's a little weird. Feel Talk to me, Regina. We have to... Listen, we have to do. I'm 43. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Hey, I, I be in my car, and sometimes I be a thug. You know, I could be a thug. I could be a sweetheart. But listen. Charlamagne, keep doing it. Thank I you, baby. Fuck, fuck. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Jack and kill Florida. Hello, who's this? This guy's crazy. It's John. Hey, John, where you calling from? I'm calling from Florida. Yeah, you know what? I don't think it's a good thing when you got a bunch of Florida people looking down with you. John Charlamagne has a ski mask on right now. He's drinking a latte with his pinky in the finger. It's I mean, not the a latte. In the it's air. a green tea with me, I don't know sir. what he wants to do with that pinky. I don't, I, I, I don't know. But, but you think his ass is too old for all this? Man, sit your old ass down somewhere, man. Uh, uh, how old are you, sir? I'm 33. Oh, you're 33. Okay. You're still living out your old wild out days. You're still cheating on your oh, girl. Nah, I, did that. I did that when I was 20. I got arrested four times in one year. Congratulations. What was the biggest charge? The biggest one was a uh, home invasion. What music were you listening to when you um did that home invasion? I'm from Florida, man. I listen to all kinds of stuff, man. You know, I don't even know plies. Okay. I don't even know everything. Probably Kodak. Nah, that was that was a while ago. That was a while ago. All right. Go that was in middle school back then. But you got your life together now. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. So, so old ass now. You got a family, man. You're right. That thank you, boy, brother. Thank you. You know what? You <laughs> take this guy. That's when you say that. Once you once you see that's once you add that you got a family. Yeah, that's like when a gangbanger say, "On oh, God and them, he gonna do something to you." Once somebody tell you, "Sit your old ass down. You got a family." That's when you get back to reality. He right. Hello, who's he this? Right. Christian out of Philly. Hey, Christian out of Philly. Good morning, Christian. Now, now, Charlamagne, is, is his ass too old to be uh, wilding out to this music? No, hell no. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Listen, it's balance in life. It's the yang and the yang. It's the drug dealer and the professional. Because every morning I'm listening to King King Von. I'm from Philly and I'm not from 63rd. <laughs> I do that every morning. And Ooh. then I do my professional nine to five. And when I come home, it's Dr. Jazz and the Sullivan and all of that. So you need balance. It's I, about balance. I agree with you. Ratchetness and righteousness is the yin right, and the yang right, of life. Right, exactly. I'm with it's you. It's about code switching. We code switch with music too. Okay. I'm with you. Because I, I did the same thing. I woke up this morning. I meditated. I had my beads in my hand. I was doing my mantras. And then I'm going to therapy at three o'clock. But when I was driving right. into work, it was them country rap tunes, bro. You, listen, we moving weight. We are moving weight. That's how I weight. felt. Oh, my goodness. I really we felt like that. So. We moving brick all up and down 95. We moving it. We moving it, okay? So. We got our 401ks in place. We are professionals. We are our parents. We are PTA. They love us. But we turned up. That's what you got to do. But I'm so, with you. So you Let's sell go. You, you sell drugs I'm in the morning. I'm a little bit of gray hair for me doing it and busting it. That, ooh. Okay. That's right. She's representing for all the people out there who still want to do the busted challenge, but their knees not what they used to be. But we out here, baby. And I ain't posting it because I'm a mama and I'm not posting it. Hey, 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 hey. let's go. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is from Arkansas. Gang, gang, bro. What's up, bro? Oh, What's goodness. happening, King? How old are you, King? What's up, man? I'm 29, bro. I'm 29, okay. bro. I bang that C all day. I bang that C all day. 
I don't even know what that means. What's that mean? That's Christ, bro. That's Christ. That's Christ. Oh, Christ. Oh, Christ. Oh, that. I throw up the seeds for Christ. All day. So when you banging the Christ, when you throwing up that that seed for Christ, Jesus gang, what do you listen to? I listen to, I ain't gonna lie, Young Thug, I ain't gonna lie, uh, <laughs> I listen to Drake, I listen to, you know, I ain't gonna lie, you know, I, I, I throw some, uh, I thought some maybe some young some Yolanda Adams maybe in there. You I know like the balance. Saying? I love the balance, King. Okay. From Young right. Thug to Yolanda Adams, I love the balance. Now, now you're a young, you're, 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 you're a young man. Balance, you know what I'm saying? You got to. You're 29. Charlemagne 42. Should Charlemagne be banging out to this every morning? Yeah, he can bang. He can. He can have balance. He can bang right. He can bang left. That's right. In the middle. Right, no, left, right, middle. Yo, you can tell his daughters, yo, I slime kid, clean the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? That's right. On the on the set. Oh my goodness. On the set, you better have that kitchen clean. Hello, who's this? Yes, hi, hey, this Miss Ed from the Doveville in Ohio. Now, is Charlemagne too old to be gang ganging this morning? Uh, I'd have to second the motion. Yes. But I have to add myself to it, too. I be thinking I'm just ratchet. You talk about Luda, Pete Poppin'. Oh, my God. I'm 33 years old with two kids. That has me going. I ain't never Pete Poppin' in my life. But I can swerve. Talking about Gucci and Jeezy. I be oh. thinking I'm about to shoot somebody when I'm mad. Come I ain't going to since I'm 13 years old. Now, so, yes, you do have your moments. It do influence you. Now, listen. Jeezy and Gucci, that was our era. We were still in our old wild out days when they was in their prime. Yes. These new these these new Negroes different. These new Negroes will take you someplace even further than Jeezy and Gucci them did. They I'm telling you, will, honey. they have you on lean, literally. And don't you don't know and don't act like you ain't never did no peep popping because you said you got three kids. Okay. Honey, I got two, and I have, but I don't know how to do it on the handstand. Clearly, you know how to do something. <laughs> that man, whoever, who, right, them right. baby daddies, but you got. They do influence They do influence They do influence And I have my ratchet moments, too, and I've been a school bus driver for eight years. <laughs> my goodness. Listen, them, 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 them baby daddies, you got released their ancestors in you for a reason. You know how to pee-pop something on something. Honey, yes, but not on the handstand, right? But on the back dead stand. Hey, okay, hey, all right. Hey, I'm telling you. <laughs> all right, well, don't move. Happy holidays. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, uh, Charlemagne yesterday got a chance to talk with Travis Scott. Yeah, this happened on um, this happened this happened on Wednesday. You know, I got a couple calls from a few folks, and they were like, you know, Travis Scott, you know, wants to sit and have a conversation with you, you know, to discuss the tragedy that happened on November fifth at Astro World in Houston, Texas, and that's what we did. And also, how he wants to, you know, help make sure this this never happens again. All right. Well, we're gonna get into that next, and we're gonna take your calls after this too. So let's listen as a community and. You got questions, whatever you feel like you want to talk about after this interview, you can call us up 800-585-1051. Ladies and gentlemen, Travis Scott. Travis Scott, what's up, brother? What do you do? How you feeling? Uh, you know, I've been on about like different type of like emotions, you know, emotional roller coaster. I mean, um, it gets so hard because I always felt like connected with my fans. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I went through something, you know, and I feel like fans went through something and people's parents went through something. And it's, you know, it, it really, you know, it hurts. It hurts the community, it hurts a, a city. And it's just been a lot of thoughts, you know, a lot of feelings, a lot of grieving. Um, and just, you know, trying to get you wrap my head around it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I really just really wanted to be there. 
and just, you know, wish you can just kind of like hold everyone, you know, um, kind of just heal them, talk to them, have conversations, you know, just... It just, you know, it really just hurts, man. What's your, what's your intention with this conversation? Like, like, what do you hope to to get out of this? Or what do you hope to get out? I don't personally have an intention. I just feel like something happened, and I feel like it's just, I needed just a way to kind of, like, communicate, you know? Mm-hmm. The families are grieving, you know? It's fans that experienced something. It's fans that came to a show, you know? And I feel like I just have, like, a... I've always been that person to always see things through mm-hmm. with um, the people that shared experiences with me. And, you know, it just, things happen. And, you know, I just kind of, you know, it's been such a such a time and I've just been trying to just really figure things out, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you experienced any remorse, but was there any hesitation to have this conversation because of the litigation you may be facing? Well, I mean, yeah, of course you got people that's just like, oh, well, what? Like, you know, but it's not about that. You know, you're an artist, you, whoever people think you are, but at the end of the day, you're a human being, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you have emotions. Um, you want to communicate them emotions, you know? And trying to find the best way to communicate. How have you been coping with the aftermath of everything? Just, just, just emotionally, just you as a human. I've been just in a room for a while, you know? A lot of thoughts and luckily, you know, um, yeah, people around that can, you can kind of bounce ideas, but it just been, you know, I've been doing this for such a long time and, you know, you, nothing like this ever happened, you know? So it just kind of like, you just kind of figuring out. And at the end of the day, like these fans are your family. So you just mm-hmm. feel like you lost, lost something. And you just, it, like you go, you do these shows, honestly, to, you know, for people to have the best experience, you know? And mm-hmm. just to think that something like this happened, you just trying to figure out, you know, you know, just wrap everything around. And so even just for the first couple couple weeks, you know, it was just me sitting down, but I had to really channel these emotions to just remember like, you know, if no one's gonna be a voice for these people, I gotta like kind of step up and kind of like be a voice to just figure out that, you know, this doesn't happen in the future, just shows period, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or figure out the bottom solution of what's going on and just try to ensure as people, you know, safety, and what they doing, you know? Yeah, you said you was in the room, but then people saw you at uh, at the golf course yeah, with, with Michael Jordan yeah. and Mark Wahlberg. What, yeah. what, what was that? Um, it was just Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they were there. Um, you know, it's just good people to have around in the community. And, you know, that was just more like a personal time, just trying to get around. I think like some fan came and asked for a photo. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Now, let's talk about that night, man. When, when, did, when did you find out things got as bad as they did? Now, that's that's the question everybody wants to know. Yeah, it wasn't really until like minutes until like the press conference until I figured out exactly what happened. You mm-hmm. know, um, even after the show, you know, you're just kind of hearing hearing things, um, but you don't know. I didn't know the exact details until, you know, minutes before the press conference. Mm-hmm. And even at that moment, you kind of just like, wait, you know, what? Like, you know, you just went through something, and it's just like, wait, what? You know. So you didn't know people that actually passed away nah, and stuff. Nah. Wow. Until minutes before, you know, mm-hmm. which is, you know, and at the thing is like, you know, people pass out, you know, people, you know, things happen at concerts, but something like that, it's just like. Yeah, people said they uh, collectively, they collectively heard folks screaming help every time 
you stopped the song to get your attention. Did you did you hear any of those screams? Nah, man. And you know, it's so crazy because I'm that I'm that artist too. Like, you know, anytime you can hear something like that, you wanna stop the show. You wanna make sure, you know, fans get the proper attention they need, you know. And I, anytime I could see anything like that, I did, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I stopped it like a couple of times to just make sure everybody was okay. And I just really just go off the, you know, the fans' energy as a collective, mm -hmm. you know, call and response. And I just didn't, I just didn't hear that. You know, mm -hmm. I got music, I got my in-ears, but I just didn't, I just didn't hear that, you know. Break that down a little more. Like, no, nobody knows what it's like being on stage except for other artists. So speak to us from that perspective of, of what you can see in here. It was like, what, 50,000 people? Yeah, I mean, you got like a, a venue, you know, filled with like 50,000 people. Mm -hmm. But it's like a sea, you got lights, you got sound, you got pyro, you got, you know, you got your in-ears, got your sound, got your mic, you know, got the music, you got a band, there's all type of, you know, stuff going on. So it's hard, it's hard to tell excitement from, from, from danger, so yeah, to speak? Yeah, of course, everything mm -hmm. kind of just sounds the same. And, any, and at the end of the day, you just hear music, mm -hmm. you know? And when you do, you just hear, monks of things, you know, but you just when you're in a show, you just enter the show and anytime you can feel anything close to you, you know, you try to like definitely get to that. So so as an artist, how much can you actually I guess help in that position? You can only help what you can see, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then what you know, whatever you told, you know what I'm saying? Whenever somebody tell you to stop, you just stop. But just wasn't it. Was it, it wasn't that night, huh? You know, raging, raging has been a part of the culture, you know, of your shows. You know, you, you didn't on this night, but in the past, you've encouraged, I guess, the kind of energy that could have led to something like this happening. Mm -hmm. Do you think that contributed to the energy of this night? Yeah, no, nah, I think, you know, it's something I've been working on, you know, for a while um, of just creating these experiences and trying to show like the experiences happening in a safe environment. Mm -hmm. You know, us as artists, we trust, you know, professionals to make sure that you know, things happen and people leave, you know, safely, you know what I'm saying? Um, and this night was just like a regular show, mm -hmm. you know, it felt like to me, um, as far as like, you know, the energy, people, it didn't feel like it was like, you know, people didn't, I don't, people didn't show up there to just be harmful. Mm -hmm. People just, I think, showed up to have a good time and then, you know, something unfortunate happened. And I think we really just got to figure out, you know, what that was, you know? Does raging make it harder to identify when something is going wrong in the crowd? Well, I think raging is just a, you know, they have a textbook, you know, definition, but you know, in concerts, we've grown it to be just an experience of having fun. It's not about just, oh, harm. Mm -hmm. It's not about that. It's about just letting go and having fun, you know, help others, you know, love each other. It's not about just, you know, harm. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 that's not what it's all about. The show isn't just rambunctious for an hour. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, that's not what it is. You know? Oh, trust me, I grew up on crunk. Yeah. So you know, I understand. You know, you just don't you don't want it to get too out of hand. Yeah, yeah but you know the co you know the energy is high. You know, mm -hmm. and you know, and that's why you want to just make sure that you know people are surrounded to make sure that people are just having the best experience. You know, what I'm saying, you know, I can't say the energy is high, but you know, you want to you make sure that people are there. To, for people to have like the best experience and leave. You know? Yeah, you, you want people to have a good time. You don't want people to get yeah, hurt though. at all. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, God forbid, pass away. And, and you know, it's typical for you to stop a show to make sure fans in the crowd get the help you know they need. There's even footage of that night of, of you doing that during the set. Were you unable to sense like a difference in urgency this time around? 
I mean, yeah, because, you know, you stop the show, but, you know, you, you know, if something's going to happen, if it's something detrimental, somebody's going to let you know, you know, or, you know, the show just stopped. And, you know, that just wasn't the case. You know, I just kind of stopped the show. You know, you just ask, you have a call and response with the fans. Um, you try to, you know, generally get a response. But, you know, if you don't get like a hard like stop. You, a stop, you yeah. know, it's just you, you can't you just don't you just go off of what's going on, you know, which makes it so like so crazy because like, you know, if I feel like, if you know, anyone would have known it would have just been like it wouldn't have gotten far, you know. Mm hmm. All right, we got more with Travis Scott and Charlemagne, their one-on-one -on -one conversation, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, uh, we're playing uh, a one-on-one -on -one interview with Travis Scott and Charlemagne. Travis Scott and Charlemagne spoke yesterday, so we're getting that back on this yeah. morning. Yeah, we chopped it up yesterday. You know, um, and you know, as you can see, if you've been listening, he's, he's being very open about the situation, but at, at Astroworld in Houston, Texas, the tragedy that happened on November 5th at Astroworld in Houston, Texas. But you can, you can see his brain, you know, going on just how to make sure this never happens again. But, you know, keep listening. All right. And here is part two. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What, what headspace were you in when you posted that, uh, that initial that initial response video? I mean, it was, I think it had to have been the night of, you know. Um, so I was just in a... Headspace of just trying to get a communication out to my fans, you know. Um, I, mean, I had little to no information, you know, so I was just trying to figure it out and just communicate to them, you know. Yeah, I was just reacting just literally just to get something to the fans, you know. There's people that showed up. Do you regret that initial video? Do you regret reacting in that way or not, like, not having all the information before you said something? I mean, yeah, because, you know, you, you just don't know what's going on. But at the end of the day, I don't, you know, I just wanted to get something out. You know, how my message came out, I can't, you know, I can only go off what I, you know, what I know. But mm -hmm. my true intentions of it, you know, was really just trying to get a message across and, you know, really wanted to just touch to the fans, touch to the families, you know, that we hear, we grieving, mm -hmm. and we'll get through this, you know, through this process. So, so what did you know in that first video? I mean, at, at that time, I think we just knew that, you know, people passed, mm -hmm. you know, um, we didn't know how, you know, that it was, you know, the news, you know, I think police came out and said something, um, you know, you're just going off of what you're seeing in the, in the, in the news, you know, you don't mm -hmm. really know nothing. And then as the days go on, you start collecting a little bit more information. They said there was a, there was like chaos and trampling being reported since the early afternoon, like, like hours before the show even started. Were you informed of any of that ahead of time? Well, no, like, um, and, um, you know, the police, he came, he came and, um, to my trailer and, he, you know, he congratulated me on, you know, the event and, you know, having something like this in Houston. He let me know that this, it was, uh, you know, mishap at the merge booth earlier, you know, they shut it down, but they opened it back up. They seemed to got it under control. You know, he was going to step out and just let us know if we need anything, you know, mm -hmm. have a good show. That was it. You know, um, a lot of the criticism, you know, from the tragedy they say is in the the poor planning and understaffing of the of the event. As an artist, do you have any involvement in any of that? Well, I mean, we just do, as an artist, you just do the creative. And for this being my festival, you know, I got you know bring artists, you know, creatively produce it, and you know, we just trust in the, you know the professionals to kind of just make sure that you know people, you know, are taken care of and you know leaving safely. You know, I just can control what I can on the stage. And then, you know, you have the professionals control what they can in the crowd, you know? It's just hard, because as an artist, you know, you want to 
have like the best shows and you want to have the best experiences and you, you know, you link with professionals to handle that side of it, you know, and mm -hmm. then, you know, you want to know what's going on. I think that's what we got to figure out, you know, and figure out what happened there, how it happened, you know. You spoke on the uh, Houston police chief. His name is uh, Troy Finney. He came to you and he, he said he voiced concerns over the, the crowd energy. So what, what did you and your team like do with that information? What you got? Well, I think that's what the media, um, I think that's what the media said, but I think it, I think it read to more so that he wanted us to, he knew that our crowd was, you know, the type of crowd that comes, it comes at a heavy crowd. So to communicate with him, if we were doing anything outside of the week's itinerary, you know, mm -hmm. um, that week we were doing like a lot of charity stuff prior to the festival. So, you know, the security, at most of the events, but you know, he was just letting us, you know, I guess in that statement, he was just saying, if we do anything outside of what we had on our itinerary, itinerary let him know. Mm -hmm. But you know, we didn't even get to that point. You know, it's crazy just, you know, being there kicking it with you for a little bit, like I can see that, you know, this is weighing real heavy on you. Yeah. So, so how much do you feel a sense of responsibility for what happened that night? Well, you know, fans come to have a, come to the show and have a good experience, you know? Um, and I have a responsibility to to figure out what happened here. I have a responsibility to figure out the solution. And, and hopefully this takes a first step into, you know, us as artists, you know, having that more insight of what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Um, the professionals to kind of, you know, surround and figure out more of an intel, whether it's tech, whether it's, you know, more of a response, whether it's whatever the problem is, you know, um, to figure out that and in, in, in the future and moving forward in concert safety, mm -hmm. make sure this never happened again, you know? Well, let's talk about those professionals. Like how much, how much responsibility do you think like Live Nation and Scoremore, the promoters having all of this? I mean, they do their job of, you know, setting these things up. So, I mean, I, I think, they, when we dial into what, you know, specifically happened here, I feel like, you know, even they can kind of help, you know, figure out what happened in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but at the end of the day, I think collectively, everyone needs to just figure out the bottom line solution. But, you know, especially in concert safety, you know, definitely got to have, you know, make sure that, you know, these things are, you know, done right. Mm -hmm. You think these festivals are too big, man? 50,000 people is a lot of people for anybody to control. Yeah, there, there are festivals that are bigger, mm -hmm. you know, way bigger. And, you know, I just think it's not about the maximum of it. I think it's about the attention to what's going on mm -hmm. um, and how it's going on. And as long as that's handled, I feel like, you know, things can be, you know, can go okay, uh, will be okay, you know. But if you look at it through the history of festivals, you know, um, this isn't the first time having. It's been a long history of this, you know. So, I feel like if you look at the overall, you know, view of that, and you kind of like dial in, okay, what could we do better to fix this overall for general concert safety? I think we figure out the problem, you know, mm -hmm. um, and make it better for people to have better live experiences. Live Nation um, reportedly agreed to end the concert early after the Houston PD and the fire department declared it a mass casualty event, but the concert continued for another 40 minutes. Was there ever any, ever any communication to you on stage that you should end this? Well, yeah, I mean, they just told me right after, you know, the guests get get off stage, you know, we're going to end the show, you know, and that's what we did. 
No, other than that, there was no other communication. You know. Oh, so after you mean after the guest? What you mean? Yeah, after the guest comes out, okay, we're gonna we're gonna end the show. But it wasn't communication on why. You know, it was just you know that's what came through my ears. You know. Oh, so they didn't say stop now. No. It wasn't, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Got no, no. Wow. Do you, do you feel like people are forcing more responsibility on you because you are the front man because it was Astro World? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm the face of the festival, you know, I'm, a, I'm an artist, you know. Um, so yeah, you know, the media is, you know, they, yeah, they wanna, you know, put it on me and, but at the end of the day, it's like, I don't think it's more so about that. I think it's more so about um, stepping up to figure out what the problem is. And I could take that. Mm -hmm. I could take, you know, stepping up to figure out what the problem is. I could take stepping into figuring out the solution that had never happened again. Because that's what I generally want to do in general, even just for my community, you know. Mm -hmm. The whole idea for why I brought this festival to the city was to, you know, show that Houston is something different, you know, and show that there's all different types of lives, there's all different types of energy. And just bring that morale to the city um, and just bring that energy to the city. So. I definitely want to, you know, step in to figure out, you know, how can we fix this in the future? What can we do to, you know, change these things, you know? Do you feel like you did everything you possibly could to help in, in that situation? Yes. Yes. Anything I physically can, for sure, yes. And it just, you know, if knowing, you know, what was going on, you know, you would just wish, you know, I, if you, you know, could have done something better, or, you know, but standing there, thousand percent. All right, we got more with Travis Scott and Charlemagne, their one-on-one -on -one conversation, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, uh, yesterday, Charlemagne did a one-on-one -on -one interview with Travis Scott. If you just joined us, we'll play the first two parts. What's your uh, YouTube page, Charlemagne? Yeah, it'll be up on my YouTube page shortly. Uh, my YouTube page is C to God, C-T-H-A-G-O-D. Um, so, you know, if you're already subscribed to my YouTube page, thank you. I don't post content often, but when I do, it's things like, like this. So subscribe, and it, it should be up on my YouTube page uh, shortly. All right, well, let's get to part three. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You know, we know that the, the, the families of the people who passed are definitely watching this right now. And you know, there's nothing you could say to heal the trauma these families who lost loved ones are, 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 you know, are going through. But being that you know they're watching, what would you, what would you say to them directly? I'll say to them that I'm, I'm always here and that, you know, I'm, you know I'm, I'm in this with you guys and I love you, you know, and I always, you know, be there to help you guys heal through this. And I understand that they're going through, you know, they're grieving right now and they're finding understanding right now. And, you know, it's not just like a right now thing, it's a for everything. Mm -hmm. um, and these people that came to the show, they are my family. And I've always had that connection to the people I feel like that listen to the music or came to my shows. And that's why I really, you know, it's really hard on me even just, you know, to even like, you know, and even, cause you know, they end up, they, they, they lost, they, they lost their loved ones, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it, you know, it's, it's tough. Um, I just want to always just be there for them and just always just 
be able to just know that I'm going to fix this for the future people, you know, and, and fix this solution um, and fix this problem, I mean, you know, um, and find a solution to making sure that this doesn't happen in the future um, and definitely be a number one voice for this, you know. I feel like that's like one of the, what we, what we got to figure out. Because other than that, it's like, you know, a show goes on tomorrow or, you know, something mm -hmm. goes, how does the, how does this get fixed? This could happen again. It's happened before. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a father, you know, God forbid when your kids are of age, if they're in a situation like this, you know, I want you to put yourself in those parents' shoes right now. What would, what would you want to see come of this situation? If you, I, I want to see people you. put their hands together. I want to see people really figure this out, not take this lightly, you know, um, and really act on it. And that's, you know, that's one of the main things that's important. I feel like they got to just act on it. It can't just be like something that happens and it just roll over. Mm -hmm. We got to be something that's taken serious and addressed seriously and things formed around it. Time and a lot of, a lot of time and a lot of, you know, thinking power spent on this, you know, and really fixing, you know, whatever system it is that needs to be fixed, you know? From, from the lawsuits to the media coverage, do, do you feel like you're personally under attack? I mean, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you see a name in it, in it and, shit, and it's like, but you know, at the end of the day, you step in these, you know, you, you step and you want to do a festival and, you know, when you, when you want to do things and you want to build up, you know, it comes with certain things, right? So I think it's all about how you respond to it and I think it's all about how you react, right? So mm -hmm. I could feel that way, but I think more so about, it's more about how I feel about the response that I, that I, that I'm, that I care about more so, which is, you know, actually you know, trying to step in and, you know, really step up to really fixing what's happening and and really step up for the safety of concert goers, of people mm -hmm. in, in just live spaces, period. I um, wonder, I wonder, is there a way to even prepare for this? Because nobody, like you said, when you're doing the planning for a show like this, nobody is planning for this to happen. So how do you, how do you even prepare for something like this to happen? <sighs> I don't know. And I, I feel like when we get, I feel like when it comes out a little bit more how this could have happened, I feel like that's how we can kind of attack that. But even I was thinking of ways like tech solutions, you know, people come into these festivals with these bands that only scan you in, mm -hmm. right? You have, you know, you have all type of tech now that can track your heart, um, can track your, you know, oxygen levels, can track if you're going to be sick. Um, you can put things now if you're going to be, you know, get lost. It's all type of ways now I feel like that can be the band that only gets you access to entry or to a food line or to food trucks can now be soluble to helping save lives, you know, mm -hmm. um, can now be more of a response to people that are now on site and on ground. Um, I feel like that could be a way or, you know, even just figuring out what the exact solution, um, what the exact problem of it was. And dialing more into that, I think you can kind of, I feel like there is a way. I just think it needs to be time spent on figuring that, figuring that out. Have, have you been able to have any personal conversations with any of the families who lost loved ones? I was able to, um, but 
you know, I just want to just respect that, you know, the privacy of the conversation. And mm-hmm. um, I'm thankful for them for even allowing me to have the conversation. So, yeah. how, did, how did you feel when some of the families rejected your offer to pay for the funerals? All things are understandable. And, you know, at a time they're grieving and they're trying to find understanding and, you know, they want answers. And it, it's not about it's not about that. You know, um, I'm always going to be here you know, to want to help them, you know what I'm saying? And and, and it's it's not going to, st- you know, I got to continue to just show up for that, you know. Um, I just wanted to make sure that they knew that I was there for them, you know what I mean, and continue to be there for them. Um, I think that's just more so what it's about for that. Um, yeah. Some people say um, your, your, your music played a role in this. Like I've seen them, you know, cite lyrics, you know, that encouraged this kind of behavior. I've seen them say your music is demonic and this was a satanic ritual do you do you think your music is to blame i mean no i'm a, i mean one i'm a man of god so that's the first thing first and um you know so it's just yeah that's that and you know your music is just like self-expression you know what i'm saying and at these shows i feel like people kind of like look at things and if you've been to a travis show it's it's been different layers of shows, you know? Mm-hmm. I think people are just, you know, misconceptions and taking things they're seeing and, you know, all type of things, you know? Um, and I've, 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 I've took pride in trying to, you know, grow from where I was when I first recorded music to now where I'm going in music. Um, so yeah, I just think people gotta, and, and that's one thing with me is just got, people gotta kinda, you know, experience it sometimes. And I think that's what it was. You know, people mm-hmm. were kind of like, even before people were hearing about it, they come and experience it and taking away their own thing. And I've, it's always going to be an outside opinion. But, you know, for the ones that, you know, really believe in me and, you know, understand what, we're, you know, what I'm about and what I'm doing. No, that's not, that's not what I'm, you know, I'm preaching. I always preach like love, always preach understanding, always preach, you know, take care of your loved ones, love each other. You know what I'm saying? Get out your ideas. Never let, never let yourselves be stopped. You know, love one another and step into that, you know? Um, I mean, I think that's a part of it, but the music does encourage people to be violent at, at these shows. I mean, I mean, that's what the rage is about. I mean, most of the music is, is me sometimes talking about what I see at the shows. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, if I'm talking about the shows, you know? And so it's just, that's just, you know, the energy, you know what I'm saying? But the energy isn't to come and start, you know, being ultra violent and just being violent and hurting each other. That's not, that's not what it's about. All right, that's part three of the conversation, the one-on-one conversation with Charlemagne and Travis Scott. Now don't move. We got more coming up. I right? usually we do uh, rumors, but this is, uh, this is more important this morning. So don't move, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're uh, playing back Charlemagne's one-on-one conversation with Travis Scott. Yeah, we sat, I sat down with Travis Scott to, you know, discuss the tragedy that happened on November 5th at Astroworld in Houston, Texas. You know, clearly not an easy conversation. And, you know, he wants to discuss how he can help make sure this never happens again, which he doesn't even know what that looks like yet. But here's the conversation. Right, and we'll take some calls after this. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Here's part four. You said you're a man of God, and when I even said that, you know, they say your music is satanic, I saw the face that you made. Where do you, where do you think that even comes from? 
Travis Scott is satanic. Travis Scott is I just demonic. think it's just things people collect. You know, people look mm -hmm. at the internet and they just collect and they look at things and they look at visuals. And, you know, we have all these theorists and people just thinking they're looking at visuals and don't understand, you know, just the idea of like what art may be or what, what you're trying to do. You know, they're just making up your own message, especially when you're not out there like yelling the message all the time. You know, it's just, yeah. And when they say this is a community event, Astroworld. Yeah, it's a, so they say a community event is a satanic ritual. How does that? Yeah, that's make you like feel? it's 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 crazy because you know it's like I do this for people to have a good time. You know, we have rides, we have games. You know, it's things for people to get off creative experiences. It's not you know, the show is at the end of the day. You know, it's like mm -hmm. you know, and that show is just something based on what's you know just just things. You know, it's not like. What? Like, why would we wake up one day and just trying to, it's just, that's just evil is not what we're a part of. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to be a part of that. We're trying to be a part of joy. We're trying mm -hmm. to be a part of light. We're trying to be a part of full-blown happiness, love, you know, understanding, people taking care of each other. Mm -hmm. You know, community, people to leave from these experiences and want to go out and do good. That's mm -hmm. literally what we want. You know, we want to show them these things, you know. We put everything into the, you know, this is, you know, this festival, you know, this is our third year, you know, so mm -hmm. we try to put you know we every year we put everything into the festival so people can enjoy it you know it's not about just come perform mm -hmm. that not that you know it's things for them to do all day mm -hmm. um and different artists for them to experience too mm -hmm. have the trauma of this tragedy impacted your desire to perform in the future um i've, I've always seen performances um of art of healing for me that's why i've always been so into it i you know I don't know if you like, you know, looked at like some of the growth from where I've tried to take performance. I've, I've always tried to, I feel like it's the art of feeling. I feel like it's a moment where people have a mutual understanding, you know, and I feel like the first things first before anything is that we address, you know, a lot of safety concerns. I think mm -hmm. the first things first is that because not even just for me, you don't want other, you know, artists to have to go and uh, take a part of that trauma, take a part of that experience, take a part of that, you know, that fear. You don't want concert mm -hmm. girls to still be a part of that fear. They want You want, you want them to feel safe. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's just the first things first. And I think once we take major steps into moving in that direction, you know, I feel like, you know, it could be cool to for, for people to practice that healing again, you mm -hmm. know, and understand that. I don't think people should run away from it and shy away from it. I think, you know, it's it's a it's a form of healing, you know? You know, no matter what you do at any of your shows in the future, regardless of how much security, how much safety you put in place, you cannot control human behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't control 40, 50,000 people doing whatever it is that they do. Does that scare you? I mean, yeah, but you know, you also put trust in the fans too, to, you mm -hmm. know, just have a good time. You know, you just reinstill that and, you know, you continue to practice, you know, when you're on stage to just remind them, you know, um, and even when they're there to just constantly have messages to remind them like, yo, look, you're here to have a good time. We're not here. If you see somebody, you know, help another, you know, mm -hmm. um, I think it's just continue to reinstill that message. I think uh, help that mindset. If Yeah. So, so after a while was one of, you know, several ways you gave back to Houston. Do you think you've, you know, lost that privilege? to do that? To be honest, I, have, I haven't really like thought about that because I've just been thinking about just community healing mm -hmm. and, you know, the family's healing and, you know, all those things kind of building back up. Um, That's that, that could take forever though. That, you know, I don't know if you ever truly heal yeah. from these type of situations. Yeah.
And, you know, but, you know, through these things, you know, like I say, music is part of healing. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, um, I don't, I just don't, you know, a Travis Scott show or, you know, an Astroworld show, you know, wasn't the bottom line factor of what happened here, you know? And I think we just got to figure out what that was, what happened. Mm -hmm. But, you know, having a Travis Scott show, you know, we've done shows, you know, all over. That wasn't the, you know, what happened here, you know, something that happened here, you mm -hmm. know? And that's why we want to fix it because it can happen anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think once we get further along in that, I think, you know, you know, it'd be more, a little bit more receptive, I feel. Does it make you feel judged when you see videos, you know, circulating of other artists stopping their shows, like the check on fans since, since Astroworld? Cause it's almost like the insinuation from other artists is that like you didn't do enough. So we don't want to be like Travis. I take it as, you know, they're just taking extra precautions, you know, cause it might not have been something that, you know, was running through their mind at time before. And they're just taking extra precautions to, you know, make sure they don't run through the same same problems. Mm -hmm. And I can commend them for that. You know, I, I've always done the same thing, you know, in my prior shows and at that show. So, I, you know, I feel them, you know. But I just think it's been a little bit more, people are more capturing it now, like, because of what's going on. I think that's just how the media works. If the families of the victims never forgive you, will you ever be able to forgive yourself? Can you live with that? Nah, it's tough. You know, it's real tough. Um, because I want them to really know that my intentions wasn't to, you know, wasn't to harm their family at all. It's for them to come to have a good experience. Um, I've always feel like I have a connection with my fans, you know, through the music. I feel like when they come to see me, it's not just like, oh, they're coming, they, they're coming, to, it's like a connection. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, sometimes not knowing, you know, people not understanding like artists and where we come from, it, that it could be a disconnect. And, you know, I would love to, you know, instill that understanding and, you know, for them to truly know where my heart's from, you know, it, it didn't come for them, to, for me to harm. And it was, wasn't about a show to keep, you know, at all, you mm -hmm. know, it's a, you know, it's about for them to have, you know, one of the, you know, very good time. And, it, and it's just tragic that it, it didn't turn out that way, you know? So I guess my final question, man, who do, who, who does, who does Travis Scott ultimately, I guess, think is responsible for this tragedy? You know, I, something tragic happened here. Well, what I've just been trying to, you know, get to the bottom of is just what happened here, how it happened here. And, I, you know, I think the families are owed, you know, that. I feel like, you know, the community is owed that. I feel like we're owed that to just know what happened here. I don't want to just speak too soon. I just want to figure out, you know, what happened, you know? Mm -hmm. You know they're going to pick this interview apart. So is there anything you want to say to your fans, to the family of people who lost loved ones, you know, before we get out of here? I mean, I just want to, I want everyone to just continue praying for the fans. Um, I want to continue, I want people to continue praying for the ones, the fans that was lost. Mm -hmm. You know, I want people to continue praying for the families. I want people to continue just reaching out for healing. I think the more we try to, you know, continue to let people grieve and continue to be there for people and, you know, check in on people and, you know, check in on your loved ones and just, you know, that, you know, I think that's just like one of the most important things. And, you know, 
um, staying strong through this while we, you know, figure out what's going on, you know, and, and bring understanding to these families and to the community. That's what we're going to do. We're going to send healing energy to everybody involved, the families, right, you know, those who were lost, yourself, because nobody wants tragedies like this to happen. Yeah, so, not at all. So preventing them moving forward is the only thing we can do. Yeah. Appreciate you, Thank brother. You, yes, sir. Sure, Absolutely. You're checking out The Breakfast Club. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ Envy here. It's all fun and games till someone screenshots your message. Say goodbye to morning after guilt with that chat. This new encrypted social platform can help you stay truly private. No screenshots, recordings, or leaked messages. Get that chat for iPhone and Android at the App Store or find it at datchat.com forward slash envy. You are a donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They're waiting for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Yeah, Donkey of the Day today. What? Donkey of the Day goes to me. Okay, Leonard McKelvey, a.k.a. Charlemagne the God. I'm going to tell you why. Now, I'm a good God-fearing man with a criminal mind state, okay? Grew up on a dirt road in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Mom was a Jehovah Witness English teacher. My father was an entrepreneur. Did everything from owning a fish market to construction to selling narcotics. It is what it is. It was what it was. My mother kept a book in my face. I read everything from my book of Bible stories to Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. Side note. Judy Bloom sent me and my oldest daughter an autographed copy of Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. Drop on the clues bombs for Judy Bloom. Bro, you can't shout that out with a mask. Yo, relax. Yo, face. relax, son. Right. Okay, she signed it to Charlemagne. And in parentheses, Lenard, love you from your fan, Judy Bloom. Thank you, Judy. Also, side note to a side note. I ordered some penis enlargement pills and I've been <laughs> taking them. And I've been chanting, I must, I must, I must increase my thrust. I explained it on this week's Brilliant Idiots podcast. Go listen. Now, what's my point here? My point here what? is that I come from the dirt. All right. South Carolina, 843 all day. That is always in me. Therefore, I will always love the ratchetness of life. Even at 42 years old, married with three kids and a receding hairline. I love ratchetness. I still do hood rat things with my friends. We just do it at our houses or on vacation when the kids go to sleep. But the reason I'm giving myself donkey of the day is because this morning, when I was here by myself, I was talking about the domestic terrorists that, uh, you know, hit the Capitol, you know, Vanilla ISIS. And I was still on a high after listening to all these good country rap tunes this morning on Tidal. And I feel I feel stupid. Just listen to how I've been sounding this morning. I've talked my way out of enough home invasions to know when something is a setup. OK, I don't even know who to trust in government anymore, but I know who I, I do trust. And that's no damn body, okay? Period. And for some reason, I started to say, and that's on Crip, but I'm not a Crip, so I don't even know why the hell I would even say something like that. All right, salute to all the gangs out there. I'm driving in this morning, I heard you shout out all the gangs. Then I don't know asked, why I said that. I'm going to be honest with you. Listen, you, asked, you know how somebody be talking like, that's on Crip? And then nope. I had to think about it. Like, I ain't even no Crip. Why am I saying I that? I walk in here. Salute to all the gangs, though. Mello, I don't know what's going on up here. Mello. Yo. Two, woo! What's up with you, man? We held it down for the morning while everybody wasn't there, man. You it's about time. I appreciate that, that It's about time. I don't know who died and made you 6'9, but you better find <laughs> I don't know who died and made me 6'9 either, Mello. 
There's quite a few problems with all those statements. Number one, I don't gangbang. Never have in my life. I'm not a crip, not a blood either. I'm nothing. I'm a man who has therapy today at 3 p.m. I'm a man who is scared to order a protein shake from around the corner here in, here in Tribeca because I feel like they keep giving me whole milk and not almond milk. And I don't have time to spend hours on the toilet today. And I get dairy bumps. My point with saying all of this and the reason I'm giving myself donkey today is because I just feel stupid. And donkey today is all about giving people the credit they deserve for being stupid. If you read my first book, the New York Times bestseller black privilege and you know one of my laws in my book was always give people the credit they deserve for being stupid including yourself and that's what i'm doing right now the reason i feel stupid is because i was riding in the work this morning listening to the new south playlist on title bro there is some records on there that make my inner child smile i mean there are records on there that make the hood nigga in me happy okay i'm from south carolina the 843-803-864 when you come from a certain environment there is a certain energy that is always in you and when you listen to certain music certain music is so powerful that it will just have you feeling like you something you're not okay that's what Pooh shiesty Guard up did for me, okay? That's like, play Pooh Shiesty Guard up. Let me hear a little bit of that, man. Come on. I just crossed the nut, the over tell me guard up. Double tap the button up on the key to call me guard up. I lost some members at the early age. Let me start. Man, somebody dig up Plied Gold Teeth. Dig up Plied Gold Teeth so I can put them in my mouth, okay? That's what Off the Porch by, by, by Key Glock did for me this morning. I was listening to Roaring Twenties by Flo Millie and then my dog, Lil Boss from North Charleston, South Carolina. He's on the new South Title playlist, and he's got a song called I Know It. He's from the same state as me. He's from the Chuck. How can I not be influenced, okay? How can I not be? You know what I feel like right now? I'm at the point where I'm like AWACS on Minister Society. Salute to the good brother, MC8. Make sure y'all check out that Gangsta Chronicles podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio network. I'm like AWACS. I done did so much dirt that I just like to see other people do it. I like to hear it. I like to feel it. I like to see it. But I'm not doing it. Envy, you don't ever hear certain records and it takes you back to your old wild out days? Yes. So I'm not alone here then? Uh, yeah, you are a little bit alone. What do you mean? Why? Why? Why am I alone? Because you have a ski mask on and you've been saying on slime. Yo, you judging me, slime. See? On God. Why are you pointing a gun at me? A fake gun. You're right. Let me put that away. <laughs> Say, what's okay? wrong with him? I'm just saying, it really makes you think about the influence this music is having on the youth because it influenced my big grown ass this morning. But not because they might rap about violence or doing criminal activities or gang stuff, but because it's fun. It's just fun. I mean, listen to these country rap tunes. Play some of that key Glock off the porch. Just listen. This, this is like, hey, I jumped off the porch, then I jumped in the booth. I used to ride 10 speeds, now I got a new coupe. Hey, I'm young, hugging, humble, but I play it all cool. But don't forget this shit ain't my push on the news. Hey, come on, man. Play, hey, play some of that flow, Millie Roaring 20s. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You know, I'm all about the, 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 the sacred masculine and the divine feminine. Okay, this right here is for the divine hood rat and all of us. Play some of this Roaring Trinity's by Flo Millie, okay? Come on, man. That's for all the Negroes that want to do the busted challenge, but our knees not what they used to be. Okay? Okay? Yo, hey, play a snippet of my dog, Lil Boss. Okay, I know it. South Carolina all day. Come on now. Come on now. She said she like how I'm starting. I'm getting that money and I said I know it. Girl, I got that bag on Blah. me. And that's why they mad at me. Blah. Girl, I got that scrap on me. Cause I know that they after me. Come on now. Envy, you? you feel me, slime? On trip. Okay. What are you doing? Yo, Dramos on God and them give me the biggest hee-haw. Okay? <laughs> uh -huh. 
Uh-huh. All right, we got more coming up next, so don't move. Happy holidays. Don't go anywhere. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Power 105.1. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. That's right. He's the head of Instagram. Hi. Adam, how do I say your last name? I don't want to mess it up. Moseri. Moseri? Moseri. Moseri. Adam, what's up, my guy? Welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Tell people what that means, the head of Instagram, CEO (laughs) of Instagram. What does that mean? Uh, it means that if something goes wrong on Instagram, it's on me, and if something goes right, it's probably on my team. But generally, I spend as much of my time as I can helping us think about where we're going, what we need to do better, what we need to double down on because it's going well, mm-hmm. and um, building the team to help us get it done. Well, let's get to the nitty gritty because I saw a lot of people on social media when you said you were coming here. They have questions. Please bring them. Let's discuss the election first, right? Because as you know, there's a lot of fake news that was going around and there were a lot of issues with Facebook, with fake news. You know, how do you guys take responsibility for your platforms with COVID, with fake news and things like that happening, making sure that that information doesn't get spread out? Social media as a technology isn't good and it isn't bad, it just is. And social media specifically is a great amplifier in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And it can amplify good and it can amplify bad. And so it's our responsibility to do all we can to amplify the good and mitigate the bad. And you see both spread on the platform, right? You you saw the Black Lives Matter movement spread on social media. You saw Me Too spread on social media. But you also see things like misinformation spread on social media. And so we try to figure out all the different things that we can do to identify problems and address them. And then also rethink the core of what we do and how we do it uh, to create better outcomes and that work never ends Mm -hmm. and so i mean you brought up a couple different things there but on misinformation specifically what we do is we work with third-party fact checkers so people who do this for a living who do this for publications we give them access to what's shared on the platform and they can dispute things they can say like this isn't true and here's a link to to why and when that happens we reduce the spread of that when we label things and we give people links to good information Um, But we don't take it off the platform entirely unless there's a safety risk. Mm -hmm. So for things like COVID-19 or vaccine-related misinformation, we just take it off the platform entirely. So at this point, we spend billions of dollars a year, and there are tens of thousands of people between the engineers, the reviewers, and everything else uh, focused on safety. How how liable should social media platforms be in regards to lawsuits? Like if I want to sue somebody for slander or defamation, should I be able to name the social media platform? Since y'all gave him a platform? Yeah, so this is actually one of the big legal debates right now, right? And here in the U.S., they talk a lot about Section 230, which gives technology platforms essentially um, no liability, but the people who post that content are liable. In different countries around the world, that's, that may not be the case. Actually, it isn't the case. Yeah, South Africa, they don't play. Yeah, no, uh, a lot of Europe, they don't play. Mm-hmm. And so the thing that I think is that it's important that companies are held to account to take measures to keep people safe, but I don't think we can go all the way to have a social media platform be accountable for every single thing that is said on that platform by every person, because there are over a billion people on Instagram at this point, Mm -hmm. and there's no no version of that where there aren't going to be people with problematic opinions, racists, et cetera, who are going to show up. They're not going to check that at the door when they open up Instagram, but I do think that doesn't mean that we can just, you know, wipe our hands clear. 
the question is where are we on that spectrum and what mm-hmm. do you say to people that say that you know social media instagram per se is really affecting people's mental where people are are you know thinking of committing suicide and you know um having problems in school and self-esteem and all of those things due to that the platform so there's a range here and i think they're all really important questions there are problems that are really acute right so if you are struggling with self-injury or suicide that is i mean that's high stakes that's really problematic and we've done a lot of work in that area to try and be thoughtful about what we share by getting people access to good information or or to help mm-hmm. so for instance right now if we think you are a risk to yourself we will do we'll direct res- you to resources or even in some extreme cases resources to you how do you oh. report that right and the reason i'm stopping you there let's say you yeah. have a family member that goes in and in, in is off doing some wild stuff a lot of times, them themselves don't know that they're doing wild stuff, but a family member might. How does that family member report that to Instagram and say, hey, my sister's doing this, or my aunt is doing this, or my brother is doing this? How does that work? So in every post, be it a photo, video, or anything else on Instagram, you can always report something. There's a little dot, dot, dot. But do you really check it? Because sometimes I feel that. like we, it doesn't get checked. Because it, it, there's so many people that make fake envy pages. I feel like every yeah. day I'm like, I've done it. Fake envy page. Fake envy page. Fake envy page. We've got room to improve. We definitely check it. But the, the challenge is, the truth is, the reports are actually mostly not of things that are problematic. There's a ton of people who are like, I don't like the way I look in this photo, and I'm going to report it. <laughs> oh my god! Bullying. Yeah, it's 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 actually the yes. vast. Oh my god! It's the vast majority. Which I is, can imagine that. Yeah, which is why we can't rely only on the reports. We definitely check the reports. We prioritize them, right? So if someone's reporting someone's a risk to themselves, we're going to look at that much faster than if someone's reporting something as being nudity, for instance. But we have to also build technology ourselves to go out and try and identify things. Because if someone's going to be a risk to themselves. Let's say you're going live and you're talking about hurting yourself. We don't want to wait for someone to hopefully report that. Mm-hmm. By the way, we don't have a religious opinion on the female nipple. The reason why we don't allow nudity on Instagram is because it is actually a safety issue. Because we can't verify age and we can't verify consent. I think social media sometimes protects bigots, though. It protects bigots like in regards to racism, homophobia. Because I've posted videos of like racists getting punched in the face, right? For blatantly being racist and then Instagram will remove it. We definitely make mistakes. We also take a lot of flack for letting people say a lot of crap that we don't necessarily agree with. Mm -hmm. In general, we're going to try and bias towards letting people say what they want on the platform. And we try to only take content down when there's a safety risk. Should should the FCC regulate social media like they do radio and TV? Um, They can and they should. I think regulation is important. I think that social media is too big to not have governments have an opinion about what should and should not be okay. Now, the type of regulation, though, is particularly important. Some regulation could be really helpful, particularly clarifying what is and what is not, you know, certain problematic content types. So, for instance, um, we have a hate speech policy. Mm-hmm. Hate speech protects people um, based on nine different types of traits. So, you know, race, gender, religion, the things you would expect. That's our definition. But you have to be careful because if you get too aggressive with regulation or you write regulation in certain ways, you might incentivize social platforms to censor more. Right. If you're going to fine them a big amount every time they make a mistake mm-hmm. and that's something up, they're going to take down more because it's in their financial interest to do so. Now, another question I have, you were talking about wanting to make sure I saw you said that you wanted to make sure that creatives actually start making more money on Instagram. And yeah. I know they have like the tips that you can do on YouTube and things like that. Yeah. So what are some ways that you guys, I see the Instagram ads you can also sign up for, which I'm not 100% sure what that is. So if you want to explain how people can make money on yeah. Instagram. 
And there's a range of ways we can help creators make a living. Largely, they fall into three categories. The first is essentially commerce. So you can do branded content, right? So you get paid by a brand off of Instagram or off of Facebook, and then you do a deal and you post on Instagram to promote whatever that is. But then we also need to do things that allow people to pay the creators that they love directly, right? Mm -hmm. So. Um, we're interested in things like tipping. So we've got badges, for instance, when you go live. Right now, exploring if we can support subscriptions. Mm -hmm. Maybe you could have a group of people who pay you five bucks a month and you get them exclusive content that only they get. And you could do that right through Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's almost like an OnlyFans type of thing where you could have a subscription, but now the stuff that they subscribe to, can you put whatever you want up there now? Because you know who your subscribers are, right? You know their age. It's almost like you could take that now you can show a nipple but you still have the same you, restriction but you know because you know who your subscribers are though right yes and no so if there's a safety issue we're still going to have to take it down but i mean for instance we do do age gating for certain types of content so things like Sensitive you know, tobacco and that kind of thing so mm -hmm. we could we could we could explore that we haven't actually talked about that but morning everybody it's dj envy angela yee Charlemagne the guy we are the breakfast club we're still kicking in with adam moseri the head of instagram is it a trick to it though? You know, a lot, a lot of people are like, hey, is it a trick when I post my videos? Because sometimes I post a video or a picture and I get this amount of likes, and then sometimes it's on this page and I get this amount of likes. Yeah. Like, you know, is it a trick to maybe. I'm like, I'm not giving up my tricks. Messing up my engagement. I mean, I'm trying to figure it out too. I've got an account. I'm trying to build up my following. <laughs> the unfortunate truth is there's no perfect answer. There's, um, and it's the million dollar question. Mm -hmm. There are a couple of things I'd say. One is it's important to first, when you're using, whether it's Instagram or any other social media platform, to be intentional about what you're using it for. Are you using it to, you know, promote a cause that you believe in? Are you using it as a business directly? Are you using it to just build up awareness of your business and you make your money elsewhere? The other thing to be honest about is that every audience is different. Right, so what's going to work best for your followers isn't necessarily probably not going to work with mm -hmm. what's what's best for my followers. So right. you and I both have to experiment. We got to try things, see what works, see what doesn't. Um, but there are other things that are more broadly true. So I do think it's generally true to give people a good sense of what you're about and what you do. So I try to build up these sort of patterns. So I do a video every week where I talk about what's happening on Instagram. Video also, this seems to be a lot of interest across the entire world and always consuming more videos. So some of those basics are more universal, but a lot of it is, is more nuanced, unfortunately. What is Instagram learning from the black creator strike on TikTok? So the black strike on TikTok, black creator strike on TikTok, I think is mostly about credit, right? Too often black creators will create amazing things and not get credit for it. And someone else, often not black, will reap all the benefits. But we're trying to understand not just that, but the broader set of issues. And the big set of issues that we've heard from the black community here in the States in the, over the last year and a half are things around censorship, shadow banning, mm -hmm. racism on the platform, uh, having your content taken down when you fight back against a bigot or a racist. And so we feel like the credit stuff that TikTok is dealing with is important and we're, we're, look, we're working on that. But we really got to first do better on the basics because we don't really even have a right to play in like the creator monetization space unless we can get better on the issues around Content takedowns, account suspensions. Like little Boosie. Yeah. Okay, is Boosie ever going to get his page back? 
You know, Lil Boozy gonna start calling you out now. He been saying Mark. I know. Now he know who. Now he I know, know who behind. I know. I'm, I'm surprised. he hasn't slid into my DM. He yet. know now. Adam. Adam Mosari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your guy right here. I can't wait to see him late on Instagram. Yeah. Adam. Adam Mosari. Yeah. Adam Mosari. It's, it's Mosari with seven S's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now, what about limiting screens? No, no. Why does oh. Boozy keep getting taken down, Adam? We gotta draw the line somewhere. It's a nudity. <laughs> it's a nudity policy. We try to be clear. You can appeal, but if you get too many strikes, the thing you know things now, happen. What, what's nudity? Because I flagged Kim Kardashian ten thousand times. Remember when Kim posted a picture of a nipple okay, one hater. time? Why would you do that? Because they they don't take her down, but they take everybody else down. So I flagged it. If she posts a picture of her nipple, it's getting taken down. If People, it's a guy, no, no. guy. This is one. This is one mm -hmm. of my male nipples are allowed. So I should be clear. <laughs> male nipples are allowed. One of one of a, one of my favorite tricks that people who are sort of um, nudity advocates talk about. One of my favorite tricks that they do is they'll take a male nipple, cut it out, and paste the male nipple on a female's breast and post that just to test their policies. Mm -hmm. uh, Does that work? <laughs> if we figure it out, that's allowed. You know, this is what it means to like be a platform with as much reach as we have is you're going to have people try to push you and figure things out. Does Instagram understand culture though, right? Because you got people like Lil Duval, Lil Boosie, whose page always get taken down. And it could be do for doing things like using the N-word. But they're using it in like the context of that's my N-word. Yeah. But it'll get taken down for like racial slurs. Or really? Like that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's tough because, no, we don't understand culture perfectly at all. <laughs> um, just to be super clear, you can't at, at our scale. Um, and so there are things where we just have to draw the line or define a rule that is practical for us to actually enforce. Because the perfect rule is going to be nuanced. But the perfect mm -hmm. rule we cannot enforce accurately and consistently tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of times a day or whatever it is. Um, and so, yeah, there are certain racial slurs that you cannot say on Instagram regardless of how you identify. Now, that's just because we don't think we would be able to get it right enough of the time. We would make too many mistakes otherwise, and it's better for us to be transparent about the rule and then be able to act accordingly, and you can make your own decision. Mm -hmm. What about limiting screen time? Because I know that was a discussion that people have. You know, your phone will show you how long you've been on all of these apps. Is that something at Instagram that people are concerned about? Like, are you concerned about that, people being addicted and constantly on their phone? I mean, for me, it's everything in moderation. But I also want to be clear, there's a difference between like addiction, which is a compulsion to do something that is unhealthy for you that you cannot stop, and just problematic use or overuse. Um, People so, are addicted to social media, though. Some are, uh, and some just use it too much. And so what we try to do is decipher the difference. So if you're in a really problematic state, how can we intervene? How can we let you know how much time you're spending, et cetera? Um, but if you're just using it a lot, the things that we need to do might be different. Replace what you say with cocaine. Some people aren't addicted, but some people just use it too much. I don't know if I can talk about <laughs> it's that. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. Because if you're using it too much, you clearly have like a, a, a draw to it that you can't control. Right, but I think cocaine is a drug, and a drug has serious <laughs> medical, you know, implications. I on think your social health. media will in the future. I, don't, I think psychologically, emotionally, mentally, we do not even we're not even scratching the surface of what social, how social media is going to impact people in the future. I think that's reasonable, but I also think that every new technology is first met with a wave of optimism. People are really excited about what it can do. Mm -hmm. Then a huge wave of concern, and then ideally you get to some sort of balance. And by the way, as you get through it the media itself or the technology itself gets better. I think social media as a technology is just at earlier in that phase. So yeah, I'm sure use of social media can affect your health. Like, use because communicating with anyone can affect your health and 
social media is just a way to connect. Let's talk about that because I feel like social media is changing human behavior in real life. It's making people's collective attention spans decrease. It's making people insecure. I think it's fueling narcissism. So how do you make it a more mentally healthy environment? I think that there's really three types of work I personally think we have to do. The first is to identify acute issues. You know, if people who are at risk of self-injury are becoming more at risk, how do we address that? How do we make sure that they can still do what a lot of people who are struggling with self-injury do on social media, which is get, get support, get help. It's important to talk about your experience. Maybe you're, you know, you're 30 days clean and you want to celebrate that. How do we allow that content on Instagram without content that celebrates um, self-injury? So, you know, identify cute issues, identify solutions, that work never ends, keep working there. Then I think we need to identify areas where we can go further, where we can be innovative, where we can define new ways of addressing the issues. Like one of the ones that we're, we've been focused on for about two years now is bullying. And so then what can we do there? And there we're trying to invent new things, things like restrict, right? Restrict allows you to block someone without you knowing about it. So I love restrict. That's my favorite thing to do. It's my favorite Because feature. they're still posting, but they don't know that no one can see it but them. Yeah, and so that was from our work on bullying. But then the third area is what are the core things about how Instagram works or social media works that we need to rethink. Mm -hmm. That's why we experimented with and made it so that people could pick to have like counts be private, for instance. Mm -hmm. Are there core things that we need to rethink because they are creating too much bad or too many problems and not enough good? What about taking away likes? I remember that was a, a flirtatious idea. Yeah. So the idea was to allow you to, well, originally it was to hide like counts. So you could still like things, but it would be less of a popularity contest. But you could see it, but not everybody else. Yes. Um, it turned out to be really polarizing. It didn't seem to change much about how people felt about Instagram. It, we tried to see if it changed people's well-being. We tried to measure well-being, mm -hmm. to your question, by asking people, sending, these are surveys. So essentially, we work with academics, professionals, experts outside of the company who have defined all sorts of ways of measuring well-being. So what they did is they, they designed a set of questions that whose answers correlate. So if you if you say you have a support network, if you say you are not lonely, these things correlate with real world well-being outcomes over the long run. And so then we try to run surveys on Instagram and ask people those same questions. And we try to see for things like hiding like counts, that change how people answer those questions. It didn't, but some people loved this and some people hated it. Right. And so what we did is we said, all right, well, given that, let's give people a choice. You can decide, you can hide like counts and not have that be part of your Instagram experience, or you can have like counts. All right, well, don't move. We have more with the head of Instagram, Adam Mosseri. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Adam Mosseri, the head of Instagram. I'm tired of seeing if I like her booty or not. I'm tired what? of Bitcoin because you should invest with this person. Word is born, yeah. Oh, I'm tired spam. of... I didn't know um, what he was talking about. Do you want first? something long and hard? <laughs> I, don't, I don't get that one, but go ahead. <laughs> I get that so much. I'm tired, like, <laughs> I just stopped the trolling in the spam. Like, it is ridiculous, yeah. and it, it Why? never stops. Yeah, so some of this happens just because we make a mistakes and we think you're interested in things that you're not interested in. And so right now you can say, by the way, <laughs> do you like it long That's and all I get. Why would, why, why would you think? Are I they ads or are they just like it's regular spam, posts? Like spam, it's like spam bots. Like just spam. Oh, comments, comments. Ah, yeah, yeah. oh, this it's based is a spam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, hold on. These are different <laughs> issues. Different is. oh, you, you're talking about spam in the comments, yeah, right? Spam in the comments. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I, I, I thought you were talking about like in your explore. No, no this is spam. If you're getting, do you want it long and hard in your 
explorer. I was like, <laughs> like I'm not trying to address there, yeah. this. Stop ordering those penis pills, Charlamagne. <laughs> you keep ordering those penis enlargement pills. I was like, this is this even some delicate, delicate, you know, answer to this question. I was like, I was like, what are you following, man? Okay, I feel way better now. <laughs> Thank you for making me feel good about it. Even yeah. if I wasn't the explorer, would yeah, it? No, it's good. It's you, fun. you know, it teach their own. If it's in your explorer, <laughs> no judgments. And the way he yelled at you. Like, no, it's in the comments. In the comments I can, I can yeah. post a picture right now, and within spam. seconds. Yeah, so this is, yeah, so the bots and the spam comments. So we are working on this. One of the things is we've made less progress on this issue as some other issues because we've prioritized things like safety issues. Mm -hmm. um, but we've gotten better at bots, but the thing is the spammers and the bots, they've gotten more sophisticated. So we do things. We look like, okay, if you comment every second of the day, 24 hours a day, you're not a person, you're a bot. So we like, we shut you down. But they've gotten sophisticated. They mask themselves with different phones. They do it on different intervals. They, they pretend to sleep. They do all of this stuff, and so it's a it's a it's an arms race, so to speak. As we get better at addressing issues, they work around those issues, and then we got to get better at addressing those new issues. You should hire them. They seem pretty. Yeah, we tried. We tried. We know we try. What about getting verified? People always want to know how can I get verified. Yes. There's people that are like, I you can pay for if you pay me, I can get you verified. Money rights to Adam. Scam. Scam. No, don't. No, don't. No, don't. <laughs> um. So you can apply in the app. The point of verification, though, it's not supposed to be a status symbol. It's supposed to be a way for people who are getting impersonated to be able to signal to the world what their real account is. Now, mm -hmm. it's turned into a status symbol. I get that, but that was not ever the intent. You can apply in the app. What we look for, essentially, is notability. We try to evaluate it using third parties. So we basically look for press about you. Mm -hmm. There's no minimum follower count. If you don't get approved, in the vast majority of the cases, it's because we couldn't find enough press about you. Let's say I search cars, and then I, all I'll get is cars, car, 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 car. Or, or if I search phones, all I get is phone, 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 phone. Do you guys do that? And can we take that off so I don't have to see that all day long? Sure, forget searching. I can be talking about something. Right. We don't listen. We don't listen. I'm You're a liar. About, my wife thinks I'm a liar in this too. It's a real <laughs> constant fight at the home. Um, okay. So on the on this on this search. Or on ads more broadly. So this is this is ads where this will happen. Ads, yep. Uh, though Explorer is a little tippy too. Like if I express <laughs> a little bit too much interest in something, I get a lot of that thing for a couple of while. So we're trying to get to better um, balance there. But on ads, uh, you can you can go to your ad preferences and you can say I'm interested. In, it will show you what we think you're interested in and you can change them. Um, and so that's over under settings under your profile under ad preferences. For listening, we are not listening. It would be a gross violation of policy. It would also drain your battery. Your phone would turn on like you would be able to know it. But all the time we get accused of this. I think what is happening is, one, sometimes the advertising is actually working. Like you saw it a couple times and then you thought about it and then, you know, and then you noticed it and then you talked about <laughs> it. And lucky then you I don't it. have a Bible to make you put your hand I will on. put my hand on it. I, I will put my hand on it. I 100%. I, I don't know how to convince. I'm not going to convince you clearly. Swear um, to Mark Zuckerberg. I swear. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird thing to do, but if you want me to do it, I'll do it. Um, I think also is that we don't just show you ads based on what we know about you. We show you ads based on, you know, what your friends seem to like. We call that collaborative filtering. And ads are good. Like, we're good at figuring out what you're interested in. We don't always get it right. We make mistakes. I know a lot of people don't like ads, but we think that ads fundamentally they allow small businesses to play on an equal playing field with big businesses. Has it ever happened to you? Have you been talking about something, then you look down at your Instagram and the ad for it pops up? Not... 
directly, no. But I've definitely had things been like, how the hell did we know I was interested in that? Now, how many meetings did y'all have to ban the president? That Was that a huge conversation? It was an intense conversation, um, but it was an intense set of circumstances. Uh, we didn't have a policy for what happens when a sitting president incites a riot to try to prevent the peaceful transfer of power to a new president. It was sort of this new territory for all of us. Um, he was lying his whole presidency, though. Y'all could have took him down early on. Right, but we don't have a policy against lying. We have a policy against lying when there are safety risks. You can make that case here. But we also want to make sure that politicians can get held accountable for their actions. And so they've had historically in certain areas different rules, the same way public figures have different rules. Uh, but that was an intense moment. Um, and we have this thing that we call the oversight board now because a lot of these decisions we think shouldn't be made by us directly. So we sort of built this board. It's independent. Um, and we made this decision. And then we we asked them for their opinion on it, basically. Um, they did what, what I would have done, which they said is like, yeah, we would have banned them too, but you have to have a policy. You can't just like do it something, you know, as a one-off. And I think that was fair. And then we defined a policy now and he's suspended for two years. Who owns the pictures that you post on? Because there was a rumor that you, you own, own your own picture. pictures. So, you own your picture. So we own the pictures. So Instagram does not own the pictures. Yeah. Once every year or two, we get a false declaration that like you don't own your stuff. And if you repost this random chain letter, you own it and it goes viral. But then we try to go on, correct it as quickly as possible. Uh, and make sure people know what the real rules are. I wonder about the intention. I wonder what the intention was when they first started a lot of these sites. But also, when you see Frankenstein becoming Frankenstein, when do you know maybe it might be time to take down Frankenstein? Is Frankenstein the whole thing at this point? It feels like it. Like when you watch movies like, when you watch documentaries like The Social Dilemma on Netflix, what, what, what goes through your mind? That specific one though, I felt like was a little bit dramatic. Triplet programmers like in a Star Trek, place deciding what you see is clearly not how things work but overall i thought they were bringing up important issues that should be talked about i thought that's a healthy thing mm -hmm. now look i'm biased i want to recognize that up front but i really believe that we do a lot of good in the world we help a lot of people express themselves we help them go straight to their fans or to the or, or to their friends they don't have to go through traditional media uh, we help small businesses around the world we help marginalized communities around the world in a lot of ways but there's bad that comes too. Now, I think mo there's more good than bad. So I don't think that it makes sense to, you know, put a bullet in Frankenstein to use your metaphor. Right. It um, has leveled the playing field for people too. In a huge way. Like I love to see how like a Lala Milan or a DC Young Fly, how some of these uh, creators have been able to really use social media to get the platforms that they have now. But then and, I hate QAnon. And then I hate the fact right. that there was an attempted coup of the government on January 6th. Like I really feel like we're headed to some Orson Welles war the world type because of nobody cares about the truth on social media when the lies more entertaining. Well, I think confirmation bias is a thing, and that's as old as time. Right? Mm -hmm. People want to hear what they agree with, and they don't want to hear what they don't agree with. Just give me the keys to the nuclear code. My goodness. Just tell me, just give me the sure, keys, and I can just go in and delete pages. That's it. I can do that. I got time. It's, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of I people. I got it. It's just give me people. the keys to the nuclear code. But the concerns you have, like I said before, we had those concerns about every major new technology particularly around the ones that change how people communicate. One of the big concerns about writing when it first existed was that there was no one there to disagree with you. But those people get held liable, though. Like, you can sue an author for slander defamation. That's why they tell you to change names in books and things of that nature. But it's, but for certain issues, yeah. But for other issues, no. You could say something. You can make a case for something that is really problematic in a bunch of different ways, put it out there, and it doesn't violate a law in any country. You can sue for defamation on social media, too, though, right? If somebody says something about you that's... Yeah. defamatory and not true yeah i think the question is 
who's accountable? Is it the person who said it, or, or is the it platform, the or the platform? Mm-hmm. And and I think the platforms need to be held accountable for taking not just reasonable but like meaningful measures to reduce these problems. I don't think it's sustainable for us to be accountable for everything everybody says. Because if we were, we would have to take down so much content mm-hmm. that you would have a huge censorship issue. So we appreciate you for joining us. So Lil Duval, I mean Lil Boosie's page is down because of nudity. Sorry. And why Lil Duval? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I'll look it up, though. Okay. Well, it's Adam. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's go. It's time to wake up. Yeah. It's the Breakfast Club. It's going down. Angela Yee here. And my friends at the General Insurance give you quality car insurance for less. Check out their affordable rates and flexible payment options by calling 800-GENERAL or visiting thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. Power 1051. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They waiting for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. Yes. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Yeah, do that. Donkey of the Day What? Donkey of the Day goes to me. Okay, Leonard McKelvey, a.k.a. Charlemagne the God. I'm going to tell you why. Now, I'm a good God-fearing man with a criminal mind state, okay? Grew up on a dirt road in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Mom was a Jehovah Witness English teacher. My father was an entrepreneur. Did everything from owning a fish market to construction to selling narcotics. It is what it is. It was what it was. My mother kept a book in my face. I read everything from my book of Bible stories to Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. Side note. Judy Bloom sent me and my oldest daughter an autographed copy of Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. Drop on the clues bombs for Judy Bloom. Bro, you can't shout that out with a mask. Yo, relax. Yo, relax, son. Okay, she signed it to Charlemagne. And in parentheses, Lenard, love you from your fan, Judy Bloom. Thank you, Judy. Also, side note to a side note. I ordered some penis enlargement pills and I've been (laughs) taking them. And I've been chanting, I must, I must, I must increase my thrust. I explained it on this week's Brilliant Idiots podcast. Go listen. Now, what's my point here? My point here is that I come from the dirt. All right. South Carolina, 843 all day. That is always in me. Therefore, I will always love the ratchetness of life. Even at 42 years old, married with three kids and a receding hairline. I love ratchetness. I still do hood rat things with my friends. We just do it at our houses or on vacation when the kids go to sleep. But the reason I'm giving myself donkey of the day is because this morning, when I was here by myself, I was talking about the domestic terrorists that, uh, you know, hit the Capitol, you know, Vanilla ISIS. And I was still on a high after listening to all these good country rap tunes this morning on title. And I feel I feel stupid. Just listen to how I've been sounding this morning. I've talked my way out of enough home invasions to know when something is a setup. OK, I don't even know who to trust in government anymore, but I know who I, I do trust. And that's no damn body, okay? Period. And for some reason, I started to say, and that's on Crip, but I'm not a Crip, so I don't even know why the hell I would even say something like that. All right, salute to all the gangs out there. I'm driving in this morning. I heard you shout out all the gangs. Then I don't know why I said that. I'm going to be honest with you. Listen, you know how somebody be talking like, that's on Crip. And then I had to think about it. Like, I ain't even no Crip. Why am I saying that? I walk in here. Salute to all the gangs, though. Mello, I don't know what's going on up here. Mello. Yo. Two. What's up with you, man? We held it down for the morning while everybody wasn't there, man. You it's about pre- time. I appreciate I that, that, that It's about time. I don't know who died and made you 6'9, but you better find <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know who died and made me 6'9", either, Mello. There's quite a few problems with all those statements. Number one, I don't gangbang. Never have in my life. I'm not a crip, not a blood either. I'm nothing. I'm a man who has therapy today at 3 p.m. I'm a man who is scared to order a protein shake from around the corner here in, here in Tribeca because I feel like they keep giving me whole milk and not almond milk. And I don't have time to spend hours on the toilet today. And I get dairy bumps. My point with saying all of this and the reason I'm giving myself donkey today is because I just feel stupid. And donkey today is all about giving people the credit they deserve for being stupid. If you read my first book, the New York Times best black privilege and you know one of my laws in my book was always give people the credit they deserve for being stupid including yourself and that's what i'm doing right now the reason i feel stupid is because i was riding in the work this morning listening to the new south playlist on title bro there is some records on there that make my inner child smile i mean there are records on there that make the hood in me happy okay i'm from south carolina the 843-803-864 when you come from a certain environment there is a certain energy that is always in you and when you listen to certain music certain music is so powerful and it will just have you feeling like you something you're not okay that's what Pooh shiesty Guard up did for me, okay? That's like, play pool shiesty guard up. Let me hear a little bit of that, man. Come on. I just crossed the nut, the over tell me guard up. Double tap the button up on the key to call hey. me. I lost some members of the early age. Let me start. Man, somebody dig up Plied Gold Teeth. <laughs> dig up Plied Gold Teeth so I can put them in my mouth, okay? That's what Off the Porch by, by, by Key Glock did for me this morning. I was listening to Roaring Twenties by Flo Millie and then my dog, Lil Boss from North Charleston, South Carolina. He's on the new South title playlist and he's got a song called I Know It. He's from the same state as me. He's from the Chuck. How can I not be influenced? Okay? How can I not be? You know what I feel like right now? I'm at the point where I'm like AWAX on Minister Society. Salute to the good brother, MC8. Make sure y'all check out that Gangster Chronicles podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio network. I'm like AWAX. I done did so much dirt that I just like to see other people do it. I like to hear it. I like to feel it. I like to see it. But I'm not doing it. Envy, you don't ever hear certain records and it takes you back to your old wild out days? Yes. So I'm not alone here then? Uh, yeah, you are a little bit alone. What do you mean? Why? Why? Why am I alone? Because you have a ski mask on and you've been saying on slime. Yo, you judging me, slime. See? On God. Why are you pointing a gun at me? A fake gun. You're right. Let me put that away. <laughs> See, what's okay? wrong with him? I'm just saying, it really makes you think about the influence this music is having on the youth because it influenced my big grown ass this morning. But not because they might rap about violence or doing criminal activities or gang stuff, but because it's fun. It's just fun. I mean, listen to these country rap tunes. Play some of that key Glock off the porch. Just listen. This, this like, hey, I jumped off the porch, then I jumped in the booth. I used to ride 10 speeds, now I got a new coupe. Hey, I'm young, hugging, humble, but I play it all cool. But don't forget this shit ain't my push on the news. Hey, come on, on man. <laughs> play, hey, play some of that flow, Millie Roaring 20s. Now, I'm going to tell you something. You know, I'm all about the, 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 the sacred masculine and the divine feminine. Okay, this right here is for the divine hood rat and all of us. Play some of this Roaring Trinity's by Flo Millie, okay? Come on, man. That's for all the Negroes that want to do the busted challenge, but our knees not what they used to be. Okay? Okay? Yo, hey, play a snippet of my dog, Lil Boss. Okay, I know it. South Carolina all day. Come on now. Come on now. She said she like how I'm starting. I'm getting that money and I said I know it. Girl, I got that bag on Black. me. And that's why they mad at me. Black. Girl, I got that scrap on me. Cause I know that they after me. Come on now. Come on now. Envy, you feel me, slime? On crap. You 
Okay? What are you doing? Yo, Dramos on God and them give me the biggest hee-haw. Okay? Envy, <laughs> uh -huh. take me to court right now. This guy forgot he's 40 years old and has three 42. kids. 42. And has three kids. I need to go to Breakfast Club Court. Put me on trial right now. I, I, make me sit my old ass down somewhere. Ladies and gentlemen, call us up right now. 800-585-1051. Now, it's Charlamagne the God, a.k.a. Leonard McKelvey, a.k.a. Fake Ass Crip, a.k.a. Fake Ass Slime, a.k.a. 69 Reincarnated. Does he have a problem right now? Is he too I'm 68. old to be having music influence him like this? Right now, he has a ski mask on. He's been saying brat, 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 brat with his little shoot two, two, two gun that he has in his hand. That's a fake gun. That's his finger. I'm holding it sideways, too. See? See? <laughs> what is wrong with him? What is wrong with him? Yo, stay away from me. 800-585-1051. Is this guy too old to be having music influence him like that? Are we too old to be having music influencing us like that? Because I can say, what up, gangster? What up, blood? What up, cuz? What up, gangsta? What up, You know what I'm saying? I'll be on the block like you want today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Whatever you want to take it, we can take it. Let's go. It is like that. Bang, 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 bang. That's right. Take it back to Dirty Queens, Envy. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. All right. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. She gon' slide right to my side I know She pulled up with her friends Then we skirt off in the bands Oh, took her back to my crib And I regret it Cause she tryna Fade like she asleep uh, So she tried to stay the whole week I'm like, oh, nah, she gotta go uh, Ask me her name, I swear I don't even know They wanna know why the girl them dip on me Them eyes green, them ain't just sip on me They wanna know why they Love him off so much, like what is the reason? Oh, it's just the vibe, I'm that guy. She put her legs in the sky whenever I pull up. She got her clothes off from the walk, and she won't waste no time. Oh, she don't want nobody else, I know. But I can't be what she wants. They all have the same story. They all want me to themselves, but I'm a jealous. The city is my palace, what I'ma do? Cause I want she and she and she And they love them some me I ain't the dude they gon' say bye to I ain't the dude you gotta lie to I ain't the dude that you could trust on speaker When you're with your people Cause you know the timing I'm on I want she and she and she And they love them some me I can't even speak to all of them So I call her on the FaceTime She gon' pick up on the first ring Well, got her right around my damn finger I will never tell her so, oh, no, no Girl, we grow life of the gathers It's Topic Time Pick up the phone, baby Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, uh, if you just joined us, Charlamagne came to work this morning. A little um under the influence. Uh yeah, under the influence. Under the influence of country rap tunes, okay? Uh I deserve to be in Breakfast Club Court this morning. I feel stupid. I've been in here uh gang banging on the radio, and I just feel like I'm too old to still be influenced by music. It I promise you, it literally was the New South playlist on title. Listening to stuff like Key Glock Off the Porch and my man Lil Boss, I know it, and you know, uh, Pooh Shiesty Guard Up. 
it really, 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 really took me to a place that I absolutely enjoy. Yeah, so so we're asking, is Charlemagne, are we all too old to be uh, influenced by music right now? I don't think so, bro. You know what I'm saying? I really don't. And I have no reason for saying that other than I just really enjoy it. Are we going through a midlife crisis? I don't think so. You still have, you, you know, it, like Charlemagne, you have a ski mask on. Yo, drinking, drinking Starbucks. Like, what is that? It's called balance. Is that a boo a bougie gangster? Like, what it's are called, you? It's called balance. Balance. You think you know, gangbangers don't need caffeine? I don't know. You need energy to do a drive-by or two. Okay. You think I just put money on people's head without, uh, you know, a little latte? Okay. Hello, who's this? This is Regina. Hey, Regina. You know, you know, your boy's up here with a ski mask on drinking a latte. I love it. With I a pinky in the air. It. It's a little weird. Feel Talk to me, Regina. Love comfortable. It. We have to... Listen, we have to do. I'm 43. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. Hey, I, I be in my car, and sometimes I be a thug. You know, I could be a thug. I could be a sweetheart. But listen, Charlemagne, keep doing it. Thank I you, baby. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Jackie, kill Florida. Hello, who's this? This guy's crazy. It's John. Hey, John, where you calling from? I'm calling from Florida. Yeah, you know what? I don't think it's a good thing when you got a bunch of Florida people looking down with you. John Charlemagne has a ski mask on right now. He's drinking a latte with his pinky in the finger. It's I mean, not a pinky latte. In the it's air. a green tea with me, I don't know sir. what he wants to do with that pinky. I don't, I, I don't know. But but you think his ass is too old for all this? Man, sit your old ass down somewhere, man. <laughs> How old are you, sir? I'm 33. Oh, you're 33. Okay. You're still living out your old wild out days. You're still cheating on your oh, girl. Nah, I, did that. I did that when I was 20. I got arrested four times in one year. Congratulations. What was the biggest charge? The biggest one was a uh, home invasion. What music were you listening to when you um did that home invasion? I'm from Florida, man. I listen to all kind of stuff, man. You know, I don't even know Plies. Okay. I don't even know everything. Probably Kodak. No, nah, that was that was a while ago. That was a while ago? All right. Kodak was in middle school back then. But you got your life together now. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. That's so, You got a family, man. You're right. That thank you. But brother, thank you. You know what? You take this guy. That's when you say that, once you once you see that's once you add that you got a family, that's like when a gangbanger say, on God and them, he gonna do something to you. Once somebody tell you, sit your old ass down, you got a family, that's when you get back to reality. He right. Hello, who's right. this? Christian out of Philly. Hey, Christian out of Philly. Good morning, Christian. Now now Charlemagne, is, is his ass too old to be uh wilding out to this music? No, hell no. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Listen, it's balance in life. It's the yang and the yang. It's the drug dealer and the professional. Because every morning I'm listening to King King Von. I'm from Philly and I'm not from 63rd. <laughs> I do that every morning. And Ooh. then I do my professional nine to five. And when I come home, it's Dr. Jazz and Sullivan and all of that. So you need balance. It's I, about balance. I agree with you. Ratchetness and righteousness is the yin right, and the and yang right, of life. Right, exactly. I'm with it's you. It's about code switching. We code switch with music too. Okay. I'm with you. Because I, I did the same thing. I woke up this morning. I meditated. I had my beads in my hand. I was doing my mantras. And then I'm going to therapy at 3 o'clock. But when I was driving right. into work, it was them country rap tunes, bro. You, listen, we moving weight. We are moving weight. That's how I felt. Oh, my goodness. I really you felt like that. So. We moving brick all up and down 95. We doing it. We doing it. Okay. We got our 401ks in place. We are professionals. We are parents. We are PTA. They love us. But we turned up. That's what you got to do. But I'm with you. So you sell Let's go. You, you sell drugs in the morning. I'm not a little bit of gray hair for me doing it and busting it. That, ooh, okay. That's right. She's representing for all the people out there who still want to do the busted challenge, but their knees not what they used to be. But we out here, baby. And I ain't posting it because I'm a mama, and I'm not posting it. Hey, 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 hey. Let's go. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Keezy from Arkansas. Gang, gang, bro. What's up, bro? Oh, What's my happening, King? 
How old are you, King? What's up, man? I'm 29, bro. I'm 29, okay. bro. I bang that C all day. I bang that C all day. I don't even know what that means. That's What's, What's that mean? That's Christ, bro. That's Christ. That's Christ. Oh, Christ. Oh, Christ. Oh, Christ. Oh, Christ. Oh, Christ. Christ. Oh, Christ. I thought the C's for Christ. All day. All day. So when you banging the Christ, when you throwing up that, uh -huh. that C for Christ, hey, Seuss gang, what do you listen to? I listen to, I ain't gonna lie, Young Thug, I ain't gonna lie, uh, <laughs> I listen to Drake, I listen to, you know, I ain't gonna lie, you know, I, I, I throw some, uh, I throw some maybe some, Yon, some Yolanda Adams maybe in there, you I know like the balance, saying? I love the balance, King, okay. from Young right. Thug to Yolanda Adams, I love the balance. Now, now you're a young, you're, 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 you're a young man. You know what I'm saying, you got to. You're 29. Hey, Charlemagne 42. Should Charlemagne be banging out to this every morning? Yeah, he can bang. He can. He can have balance. He can bang right. He can bang left. That's right. In the middle. Right. No left. Right. Middle. Yo, you can tell his daughters. Yo, I slide kid. Clean the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? That's right. On this. On the set. Oh my goodness. On the set, you better have that kitchen clean. Hello, who's this? Yes. Hi. Hey, this Miss Ed from the Dubville in Ohio. Now, is Charlemagne too old to be gang ganging this morning? Uh, I'd have to second the motion, yes. But I have to add myself to it, too. I be thinking I'm just ratchet. You talk about Luda, P-popping. Oh, my God. I'm 33 years old with two kids. That has me going. I ain't never P-popped in my life. But I can twerk. Talking about Gucci and Jeezy. I be Ooh. thinking I'm about to shoot somebody when I'm mad. Come I on ain't now. 13 years old. Now, so, yes, you do have your moments. It do influence you. Now, listen. Jeezy and Gucci, that was our era. We were still in our old wild out days when they was in their prime. <laughs> yeah. These new these these new Negroes different. These new Negroes will take you someplace even further than Jeezy and Gucci them did. They I'm telling you. Wheel, honey. They have you on wing literally. And don't you know what's going on. And do. don't act like you ain't never did no peep popping because you said you got three kids. Okay? Honey, I got two and I have, but I don't know how to do it on a handstand. Clearly you know how to do something. <laughs> that man whoever who, right, them right. baby daddies but you got they do influence us. They do influence they us. Do influence us. We grown, and I have my rapture moments too and I've been a school bus driver for eight years. <laughs> Listen, them, 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 them baby daddies you got released their ancestors in you for a reason. You know how to P-pop something on something. Honey, yes. But not on the handstand, right, but on the back bed stand. Hey, okay, hey, all right. Hey, I'm telling you. <laughs> all right, well, don't move. Happy holidays. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. All right, well, you got a positive note? Positive note is simply this. Maybe you're not healing... Because you're trying to be who you were before the trauma. That person doesn't exist anymore. Because there's a new you trying to be born. Breathe life into that person. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?